high flying ramjack. An adventure story in the air. Alex here. Joining me in the Ramjack studio this week is Brad. Hello, friends. It is Saturday, November 14th, 2009. And not only is there water on the moon, but we are less than two weeks away from the Large Hadron Collider starting up. We're on the verge of an epoch. 2012. 2012 is upon us, guys. guys. Any accidents, beware. Yeah. Large Hadron Collider. (laughs) That's that's bad, right? Maybe. No, that's bad. Bosons traveling through time. (laughs) Trying to put wrong what once went right. Evil leapers. Bosons are quantum leapers. They're the evil leapers. Evil leapers. Evil leapers. Sent by the devil. Yeah. Sam Beckett's out there trying to stop those fucking bosons. He's trying. Will he succeed? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm worried. Look at some help from his friends and whatever the hell Ziggy is. Brad, there's there's something. We love Netflix, right? Yeah, love it. Netflix is amazing. Blockbuster is, it's got like a year left, right? Two years. If that. If that. If that. Well, they're not out of the fight yet. Have you heard about their new thing they're fixing to do? Uh, waste time and money? Yes. They are going to start opening kiosks where you can rent movies on SD cards. That's what they said at first. Yeah. Everyone made fun of them for it. Of course. It's ridiculous. Now they came out and said, okay, look, guys, they're going to be SD cards. They're going to be dissolving SD cards. <laughs> so I'm going, to have a dis- I'm going to have an SD card dissolve into my machinery? Pretty much. That, I love that you make that leap immediately because no one else has that I've seen. Wow. They just report it. But this is how it works. Basically, there's six stores. They're going to be- begin this trial run of these things. Right. You rent it. It's going to be about $2. You have a 30-day period where you can watch it. But once you've watched it, it dissolves in a matter of 48 hours. Like it completely dissolves. You know what used to happen at Blockbuster? What? You'd bring a VHS tape home. You'd watch it, you know, on Saturday night. And then you get paid a huge amount of fees because you would leave it in the VCR the entire next week before you realized it was still there. How often do you check your SD slot? Never. I don't have an SD slot on my computer, actually. Right. But on, you know, whatever device, how often would you check it? How often is that going to happen? You fuck that. You'll easily forget it in 48 hours. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to mess some entire, stuff up. Does the entire thing dissolve, or just is something inside it dissolve? It says it dissolves. The entire thing dissolves. Yeah, that's frightening. It will vanish completely after 48 hours, is what this says. Yeah, that's not good. That can't be good. If it maybe like just like evaporates into thin air. Maybe, but I'm assuming it's going to go through some state changes. I'm assuming solid to liquid and then gas. I'm relatively sure nothing just dissolves into thin air. No. Rarely does that ever happen. <laughs> I'm relatively sure that SD cards are not magic. And why wouldn't you make something like this reusable? This is an opportunity to be like, okay, you got your Blockbuster card. And by that, I mean your SD card. You bring it to Blockbuster, load it, take it out. That's like your rental card. Right. SD cards are tiny as well. Yeah. Like, how's an old person going to rent a movie? How's an old person going to watch their cowboy movies? Dude, I don't even know if this is cost effective. Because, I mean, SD cards and media are very cheap now. Right. But a normal DVD movie, and just normal DVD compression, is four gigs. Yeah. Eight if you do dual layer. Right. Um, Those aren't cheap. Those are more than, like, $2 a pop. Magic. The magic. Uh, maybe Blockbuster has magic on their side Magic. Now. That's they how they're going to win. They got magic. They don't have customers, but they got magic. Well, magic's dead. We live in a world of science and technology and facts. Fuck you, Blockbuster, and fuck you, Magic. 
David Copperfield, let me show you the door. <laughs> that way. I pointed at the window, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Just so you guys at home know. Yeah. The Ramjack window. Um, science has created artificial penises and implanted them into bunny rabbits. Fair enough. Do, ra- do bunny rabbits need artificial penises? Well, when we say artificial penises... It's like a super penis? They're organic. They have grown penises of rabbits and put them back on other rabbits. Well, good. I was worried they'd <laughs> grown human penises and put them on rabbits. That would be frightening. Scientists were concerned. There were some rabbits with mutilated genitalia. Or well, just like something happened and maybe there's not all of it there. So they helped them out. They got cultures. Um, they made some kind of like scaffolding out of other rabbit penises. This is all true, by the way. How many rabbits had to lose their penis for this? I'm assuming the other rabbits weren't alive. I don't know how it worked. Because article does, this article doesn't go into great detail. Wow. But yeah, and then they just took cells from that rabbit and they grew it another penis and then implanted it inside of it and it grew out and then it used it. Yikes. Weird. I'm just saying, dude, that is weird. weird. Why weird. are scientists doing that? Weird. There's water on the moon now, guys. Water on the moon and penises on a rabbit's back. Science? What are you guys up to? You guys, <laughs> you guys are wacky now. I mean, I love you guys, but... You're doing some wacky stuff. I love it. It's strange. Love it. If anything happens to my penis, I'll, I'll be prepared now. I mean, hopefully they'll be able to take this into other stuff like arms and like legs, other limbs. But right sure. now they go for the penis first. Well, if you were to lose either one of your limbs or your penis... Which are you the most worried about? Honestly? Like, personally? Yeah. Probably my limbs. All right. It's a tough call. Well, I mean, we can grow penises now, so it's not like oh, it's a worry yeah, yeah. at this point. Well, it's just, just like, oh. If you could only, you know. What have I lost? Oh, I'm sorry, sir. You lost your tell you. Oh, shh, whatever. <laughs> Give me new ones. Give me six months, maybe, and I'll grow, I'll grow a new one. It's fine. Yeah, that's how it works now. Yeah, science. Welcome to the 21st century. Science is making disposable SD cards. Rabbit penises. Be careful. Telling you, magic is done. Goodbye, magic. Brad, I don't know if you've noticed this. When when would you say, or when would you prefer that the Christmas season start? I would say... I would say Christmas begins at Thanksgiving. It begins at Thanksgiving. I would agree with this. I think that Christmas now starts the day after Halloween. I think every year people talk about the Christmas creep getting earlier. Yeah, what but, is, but I think it's I think it's been at Halloween for the past ten years. Yeah, but people just keep saying it gets earlier, but it's not. Everyone's shocked. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's we're in the Christmas season right now. Right, it's the Christmas season. The day after Halloween, I was driving, running some errands. I saw this house completely lit up. Snowman in the yard, People Santa Claus going down a chimney, a baby Jesus right there with Santa Claus. Together at last. Yeah, as they should be. Just totally lit up. The day after Halloween. Wow. How awesome is that? Those, crazy. Could, those people must have waited and it's like, all right, go. Pounce on it. I want to put up pilgrim decorations. We should. Guys, I'm wearing a top hat right now that I could easily put on a belt and make it into a pilgrim hat. But you're also wearing a scarf, which means you could easily be Bob Cratchit right now. I could be Bob Cratchit. So what are you, sir? I'm just, I, you're I sitting inside, you're wearing a t-shirt, a scarf, and a top hat. I just wanted to dress up for the podcast. I felt like we were entering the Christmas it's season. It's a classy podcast, people. We were on a classy show here, 
and we want it to be transmitted visually and vocally. But you'll only get half of that experience. <laughs> well, let's the rest give is for bit, us. Let's give them a little bit more of holiday cheer. Okay. Guys, I was in Target the other day. I was buying just random stuff. I was going to get a, a bag of chocolates. And I was going to go Dove chocolate. Classy, if you want to go as, as far as, like, I guess chocolate you can buy in bags. And they had holiday Dove chocolate out already. And inside of them, I know you guys are aware of this, Dove has, like, um, I guess, inspirational quotes on the inside. But Christmas Dove chocolate this year has Martha Stewart helpful holiday hints inside each wrapper. Brad, are you ready for this? Martha Stewart says, embellish inexpensive note cards with a craft punch. I'm sorry, coming in? You can embellish inexpensive note cards with a craft punch for your holiday season. I don't know why. <laughs> it's a little fun fact you can do with, with note cards. Inexpensive note cards embellished with a craft punch. Have fun with it, guys. Um, I have a stack of note cards with me right now. You can use them for, for Christmas for some reason. I do not want to punch them. Dude, you got nor do I have nor do I have a holiday hole punch. You need to take those cards and make them festive by putting them in, getting a neat little punch, a little craft punch. Why do I need to do that? Because Martha Stewart said so. Um, she goes on to say in another rapper, and this is probably my favorite. Um, forget the cookie cutter. Fuck cookie cutters. They're out. They're out with magic. Christmas season, no more magic. No hey more guys, cookie cutters. This year, fuck the magic. Fuck cookie cutters. They're done. Yeah. Uh, a child's hand doubles as a pattern. <laughs> what? <laughs> Let me read all this together so you, you, you at home understand what this... Brad, decipher this for me, all right? The first one, yeah, note cards. This one says, forget the cookie cutter. Okay. A, ch- a child's hand doubles as a pattern. A child's hand does not sh- doesn't have sharp edges? No. I don't understand what this means. Does that mean you like take a child, hold their hand down, and like the like the turkey drawing thing? You didn't take a knife around their hand. <laughs> I'm guessing that's what it shape? is. Just put your hand down, and then uh, I'm just gonna carve around your fingertips with this knife. Because then maybe you can arrange Arr. those hand cookies in a nice pattern on a plate. Yeah, as and, opposed to just stacking them. And if you accidentally cut the child and it bleeds, red and green Christmas colors. Amazing. Make sure you have some green food coloring. Is it two tips and one? Dude, I don't know how to read this. I don't even know what the fuck that's talking about. That's but insane. Dove chocolate, Martha Stewart, holiday What if you don't have children? You just have to bring a child. Hey, kid, I need your hand. Give it to me. I'm going to cut it off. I need a cookie cutter. What? Are you <laughs> Martha crazy? told me to forget the cookie cutter. Are you crazy? I'm going to use my child's hands. Are you crazy? Don't I'm assuming that. that they're crazy. They're crazy people. Martha Stewart, thank you for helping us issue in the holiday season. Yeah, thanks a lot, Martha Stewart. Even though your tips are a little bit unconventional. Your tips, <laughs> your tips do not make sense. Hey, guys, you got, you, you got cards? Why don't you punch them? What? Why do I need to punch, punch your cards? <laughs> hey, why don't you go to your cookie cutters? Use a kid's hand. What? <laughs> Ma'am, are you okay? Do you, do you need help? Do you know where you are right now? You're, you're writing on the inside of candy. Martha, let us know what's up, honey. We're worried about you. What's happening? Is it safe to say that Martha Stewart may be our celebrity project child of uh, November and or December? Just the holiday season. Guys, I think we're making it official. (laughs) Martha Stewart, our official Ramjack celebrity project child of the season. What happened, honey? We're going to keep an eye out on you. We're keeping an eye out. We're keeping an eye on you. (laughs) Not for you, but on you. Don't hurt yourself and don't hurt others. 
Especially our future, our children. Our future. Children are our future. God. Crazy bitch. Well, hey, I got, I, I got, a, I got, a, I got a moral quandary for you. Throw it out. What's up, man? All right, all right, all right. Here's the situation. This is, this is we're in the situation room, but I still I want to propose this to you. Throw it out. All right. There are some Nazis, and the, and and uh, they're after a family of Jews. All right. And the Nazis come to you and say, "Hey, do you know where the Jews are hiding?" And you know, well, obviously, your first duty to God is to be honest, so you can't tell a lie. But you also have to protect your neighbor. So what do you do? How do you, what do you do here? I don't know what I do. Well. So I do know where the Jews are, right? Yeah, you know like where my, the Jews are. They're my friends. They're my neighbors. Yeah. And I have that commitment with God, apparently, to yeah. where I can't tell a lie. You can't tell a lie. That's bad. But you can't sell out the Jews because that's, that's bad. That's awful. Well, I'd have to find a way to work around it, Don't obviously. worry. Don't worry. Bodie Hodge. <laughs> of Answers in Genesis, the people that run the Creation Museum and other crazy oh, things. He's worked it out for you, all right? <clears throat> Consider this carefully. In a situation of a Nazi beating on the door, we've assumed a lie would save a life, but really we don't know. So one would be opting to, tell, to lie and disobey God without, certain, without the certainty of saving a life, keeping in mind that all are ultimately condemned to die physically. Besides, whether one lied or not may not have stopped the Nazi soldiers from searching the house anyway. As Christians, we need to keep in mind that Jesus Christ reigns. All authority has been given to him, and he sits on the throne of God at the right hand of the Father. Nothing can happen without his say. Even Satan cannot touch Peter without Christ's approval. Regardless, if one were to lie or not, Jesus is in control of timing every person's life and able to discern our motives. It is not for us to worry over what might become, but rather to place our faith and obedience in Christ. Let him do the reigning. Well, we do not know the future, whereas God's been telling the end from the, from the very beginning. Basically, <laughs> screw you, Jews. Hey, Nazis, over here. <laughs> I think they went in that house over there. I think they're hiding in the attic. I hear weird noises. <laughs> what the fuck? God bless. <laughs> what the fuck? Dude, these guys have gone from crazy to crazier. I, why did they set up this hypothetical scenario? Okay, look, guys. There's look, Nazis and Jews. Look, You're stuck in the middle. What do you do? Just, I want. I want to go over this. Just in, like the thing they like as much crap as you can pin on these crazy evil bastards. Like this is one they just threw, they set up for themselves. There's not Nazis still running around. Like if the Nazis happen to come back and they come after the Jews again, here's what you might do. This situation isn't going to happen. They just threw this out there for the hell of it. They they screwed themselves over on purpose. Don't tell lies. Hey. God doesn't want you to. God doesn't want you to. And lying to save the life of someone else who's innocent in the face of like a group of people who are ignorant, non-tolerant, and just evil bastard people. Yeah. 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 Be honest. Always be honest. Hey, Hitler was a good Catholic, right? So, hey, good Catholics versus Jews. Duh. (laughs) Is that a gag? (laughs) Dude, that is awesome. Where did you even find that? Oh, that's um, I uh, well, I I I got the uh, link here from Mr. PZ Myers over at oh, Trendula, okay. which is an awesome blog. I thought Everyone you might have started. Uh, I don't so. know. It's a holiday season. Maybe you're one of those that just went to the went to the church or the synagogue once every uh, every year. <laughs> like, just I like, 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 like go make in, your dues. Go in, get my faith renewed. Yeah, be like yep. pay my dues. See see what's happening. We'll see what's new in Jizo. I think I'm gonna get it right with God this holiday season. Gotta get right. Gotta get right with Jizo. I, I mean, I gotta remember the reason for the season. Reason right? for the season. Reason for the season, guys. Reason for the season. Nazis. Whoa! <laughs>
Or telling the truth. Wowzers. <laughs> That's incredible. I don't even know how to follow that up. Huh. Let's just stop the show. I Hang it up. We're done. All right. I really Episode thought- 20. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, I really thought you were going to go into something about Inglorious Bastards, because I know you've seen that recently. I, I have seen that recently, and it was really good. I haven't seen it yet. All my friends tell me it's awesome. Yeah, you know, it really it did something with the ending that I was like, bravo movie. This is the only way you could have stepped this up and made it even more awesome. Wow. Yeah. Give Can you give the audience like three teasers? Not Not like anything, just be like, give us three things, just tell us about it, that might entice people who haven't seen it to go over the edge. Convince right. me to see this movie in three... Wow. Brad Pitt is a badass. Brad Pitt is a badass. He's a badass. He's Aldo the Apache, and he's a badass. <laughs> Does that count as two? Because Brad Pitt won uh, <laughs> Apache, two. I'm already sold. His name's Aldo. Aldo the Apache. Badass. Aldo the Apache. Another. Let me just tell you, another badass, Eli Roth. Director, I'm sold. Director of Cabin Fever and Hostel, as, as the Bear Jew. The Bear Jew. Bear Jew. Hey, Bodie, you better watch out. Eli Roth's after your ass. There's a bear Jew on your tail, and he's got a baseball bat. That's all I'm saying. Third, Mike Myers. Yeah, that Mike Myers. What? Really? Yep, Mike Myers. It's a small little part in the film. It took me a second before, I, before it fully sunk in. Wait, that's Mike Myers. Wow. Mike Myers. Just in there. Well, I just had my mind blown. Yeah. See it. I'm seeing it, man. And the, the French chick is crazy hot. Which one is she? She uh, she's some she the French blonde or the she's brunette. Like a, she's a, is there a blonde? She's a, a brunette? Yeah, she's blonde. She is crazy hot, and apparently really French, which would make sense because she didn't have any English lines in the movie. So, dude, yeah. What else do you need in a film? Go see it, guys. It's I saw it at the cheap theater, so it's actually already out of the main theaters. But yeah, it may be on DVD soon. Which right. is, I'll probably have to see it on Netflix. It's it's well worth it. I, if you can get to a theater, I would definitely recommend. If you can track down a cheap theater, something, some second run place. How violent is it? I, I mean, me. it's really violent. But be honest with me, Brad. I mean, it's I. I, I mean, I was it don't really that was it? like no, or was it just like well, nothing, like I mean, I think Ram, Rambo was much more violent. Rambo was crazy violent. People, yeah, people. I don't really notice violence in movies. I'm completely desensitized, so I don't know if I'm a good judge. But I, I, nothing really jumped out to me as being like ridiculously violent, like a like a Eli Roth violent. But I imagine it's kind of like Pulp Fiction in the way that it. I mean, the violence is just kind of there. Yeah, probably so. I've, I've never. It's seen not. Pulp I mean, I'm sure it's graphic, so. but it's not like yeah. Rambo was the most realistic yeah, violence I've ever carnage. seen in a movie. Yeah. It was just, yeah. After a while it was like, really? I don't know. I, yeah. Well, Rambo a bombardment of, of grotesque violence. And you know, it wasn't horror movie violence. It was just there. It was necessary. I don't think there was anything that was really particularly grotesque or anything. So uh, maybe not grotesque is the word, but just disturbing. I, I really don't. I mean, I know right now we're probably mixing because I, I you're talking about Inglorious Bastards now, right? Or yeah, because in my mind we're still talking about Rambo. Um, <laughs> and when he gets up in when Rambo gets oh, up yeah. in that truck Rambo's. and like turns whatever that oh. huge semi-automatic weapon God, and awesome. just unloads it into that truck, that was and the amazing. people melt. Yeah, and you like see mush. it. The people turned to mush. I've never seen anything that like was- that, and it looked. Real, yeah, that was fucking amazing. It was work. disturbing, man. Amazing work, yeah. Nothing, nothing close to that in Glorious Bastards. So, uh, the squeamish, go ahead, go for it. 
see it. Dude, this is just an aside really quick. Do you remember Transformers 2? Of course you remember course. Transformers so 2. I saw three of the most beautiful pyramids I've ever seen. You saw one of them get destroyed. Yeah, saw it. It was shot by, what is it, an aircraft carrier with what's called a kind of giant electromagnetic rail gun or something? Sure, something like that. You know that's real? What? The Navy actually has one of those. Oh. I mean, we all know that was a commercial. Half of Transformers 2 was, hey, join the army, it's fun. We, we have one of those? Yeah, those are real. What do we do with that? We shoot it at things. Like what? Pyramids. <laughs> We've only got three of them. Well, we're not going to have three. We're going to have two. <laughs> no, we're taking it down. We're going to level one. We're just going to like take off the top half of it. Three's a crowd. <laughs> Three's a crowd. <laughs> hey, Pharaoh, get your ass out of there. <laughs> get rid of those Pharaoh spirits. I just thought I'd say that because, I mean, talking about disturbing weapons, man. Wow. Craziness. When can I get one for home use? I don't know. We'll see what happens. I just need one. I'll go to Radio Shack. <laughs> Brad, let's just go ahead and talk about shows if you'd like. Let's do it. Um, everyone out there, go watch the new South Park. Indeed. Uh, because it makes fun of Glenn Beck, and it's absolutely hilarious. I haven't seen it, but I've heard things. It also makes some stabs at Avatar, but not really. Mm. Um, South Park's been on and off the season, but I mean, it's, it's a fun time. It's always solid. Always solid, overall. Brad, what have you been watching lately? Uh, first of all... Can I just say, Venture Brothers is back. Venture Brothers is back. Fourth season, and it's fucking amazing. Guys, Lost and Venture Brothers, two greatest television shows ever. Yes, easily. Venture Brothers are just amazing. It's so brilliant. Is this the fourth season of Venture Brothers Fourth season. Fourth season. It's getting crazy. They've shaken everything up. A lot of new rookies on the force. Yeah, tons of new characters, but, I mean, they're all great. If you're not watching the show, you're a fool. Why aren't you watching it? Who's your favorite character on the Venture Brothers? Can you choose? I, I, well, I think I got to stick with Monarch. I, I was, that's going to come out of my mouth too. Monarch. I mean, Duh. He's just, he's the Monarch. I'm the Monarch. Poor fucking bastard. He has the high voice like Skeletor. Yeah. Any. Dr. Girlfriend too, though. They're just a nice pair. I just love them. The first episode of the season, I, I would say for anyone who wants to try watching this, if they haven't already, mm-hmm. um, just go back and watch like the first through third season. It won't take you long because yeah. the first episode in this was kind of confusing. They jumped mm-hmm. through time a lot. Yeah, it, yeah, it was. But crazy. it's awesome, like crazy, incredible, really good stuff. I mean, and it, the seasons are all pretty short. They're, like, I think, they may be like sixteen episode seasons. It's a half hour animated show, just brilliant. Adult Swim, check it out. Yeah, see it, live it, dream it. Go Team Venture. Go Team Venture. Brad, I recently watched a show, a new sh- a show I've never seen before. I've heard things about it. Did it change your life? It was a little weird. I know we've talked about NYC Prep, right? Sure. Way back in the day, I said, hey, this is a cool show. And that was based on reality, kind of. It's a reality show. Brad, I've watched Gossip Girl for the first time in my life. Wow. Randomly. The I just come out. I, I don't know why I did. I, it's got, it's got uh, Leeton Meester in it. Our girl Leeton. So I thought I'd check up on it. She plays a character called Blair. Hey, by the way, just quick note on Leeton Meester. I, find, I, I realized the other day, she's, she was the hot, slutty um, t- teenager girl on House. It was trying to seduce him back in really? the day. Yeah. Wow. He had a stalker. It was Leighton Meester. Who knew? Sorry. Go ahead. She's getting work. Brad, I mean, I kind of like Gossip Girl. I'm not going to lie to you. Wow. I mean, it's the fictional version of, like, I guess, NYC Prep. And, I mean, it's frivolous. The storylines are ridiculous and don't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it's over the top. They say ridiculous things. And they're worried about like they're worried about random things like who am I going to take to Cotillion, 
And then there's like weird political intrigue in parts of it. Wow. They change jobs every episode. Nice. <laughs> It's you, just – it's sit, a tour de force. It's a ride. You sit down with a, with a pint of ice cream and in your, in your slippers and in your house coat and just watch it and have a good cry? No. The first time I watched – I watched two episodes on accident because <laughs> – Oh, crap. I was – I thought <laughs> – Whoopsie-daisy. I had exhausted all of my podcast. Right. There was nothing else really. I was like, nah, I'll see what's on. I was doing work at the time. So I was just – I wanted some noise in the background. Mm. So I thought, you know what? What would it be like to watch a show like Gossip Girl – Without watching it, just listen to it. It was incredible. Wow. You really focus on the dialogue. These kids are like, they have no idea what the hell's going on. It's so weird. I recommend it, though. It's a fun time. I've seen Not two girl. episodes. I can't wait to see the next one. Give it a try, guys. Give it a try. Right in. <laughs> let, us know, let us know if this is okay. <laughs> is it okay? Is it okay? Is it okay that Alex watched this, watched this show? A, I'd say it's a guilty pleasure at this point. Wow. I don't like, I'm not hey. just going to shun a show. I, I would say, I would go as far to say that, well, no, I'm not going to say it's that. It's the 21st century. It's cool. Metrosexual's in. I don't, know that, I, don't know in. That, I don't know if it has to do anything to do with that. It's cool. I also think it's funny that they talk about technology. Like every episode, they go out of their way to try to uh, mention, I don't know how, the, again, I jumped into the show. Are they selling cell phones? Are they selling cell phones? Is that, is, are, they, are they pushing? Is it like, is it like heroes? <laughs> kind of. Well, not them. Oh, dude, I watched another show. Um, after I watched Gossip Girl, I watched two episodes. It's all you can watch online. Mm -hmm. I thought, well, what's, I, I got to get more of this. This is ridiculous. This is so funny. I like it in the same way I like Jim Cotta. Right. Or Trolls 2. It's so bad oh, that I it's understand. funny. That's the same reason I watch Heroes. Some of the dialogue that they're out in Heroes is pretty bad. It's awful. So after I watched Gossip Girl, I did a double, I did a double episode take of the new 90210. Whoa. <laughs> fuck. Dude, it is worse. You sure you want to say all this on the podcast? Dude, okay, let me let me take you through this really quick arc of some of the characters on 90210. Let it out. This one girl only celebrates her half birthday because her mother was not around on her real birthday. <laughs> and it, she has problems with birthdays. Wow. So she celebrates her half birthday. Her half birthday is coming up. Her mother's back in her life. Her mother also has cancer. Um, she's taking chemotherapy or whatever. Her mother and this girl's boyfriend get together and make this one of the best half birthdays ever. Basically, they go through, and every year that the mother missed a birthday, they reenact that in a room. It's wow. okay. She wants to be an astronaut when she's a kid, so they put a fishbowl on her head and serve her tang. Dude, but the dialogue, I mean, that sounds crazy. The next morning, like she, she goes to sleep and uh, she's happy, whatever. And her mother's there with her. They're like in a tent or something. I don't know. When she was 18, she wanted to be like a spelunker or whatever. Anyway, um, she wakes up the next morning. She's like, Mom, get up. It's it's my birthday. Let's make pancakes, mom. We got to get up to take your medicine. Mom's dead. <laughs> <laughs> mom died in the night. <laughs> Fuck you. Half birthday's ruined too. What the, now, bitch? What now, bitch? There's this chick who quarter has birthdays. Quarter birthdays. <laughs> I'm sure. No, this is this. I say that because there's there's a cell phone tie-in with this. Um, I want to say they're using T-Mobile or something. It's mm -hmm. like the G1 or the the My Touch, something running Android. There's this girl who's hooked on drugs because her boyfriend broke up with her. She's just taking pills and she just sits in her room and listens to the music on her phone. She's stealing money from friends. She stole God. There's I guess for this half for this one girl whose name's Silver, FYI, for her half this? birthday they were going to give her money or something, and she stole that money to buy drugs. Ah! There's one surfer kid who's like angsty through the entire episode I watched for no reason. There's Life's a, so hard, man. Life's so hard. People are always giving bullshit. There's, oh. a, there's a guy who has an affair with an older woman. Uh, she says that she's pregnant. She's not. 
Lion Cougars. Yeah. We talked about Lion Lions last week. Lion Cougars this week. Watch out for Cougars, man. Lion Watch Cougars. Watch out for felines in general. Fact. Felines not to be trusted. Sick with humans. Dude, in your it, age bracket. But again, I just jumped into these shows. I've never watched an episode before this. A lot of stuff doesn't make sense. A lot of stuff is like, what? Are you feeling feelings you've never felt before? I think, I, dude, I'm opening Are up. Are you feeling feelings you've never felt before? I'm connecting with my heart of hearts, which we joke about. Your heart of hearts? That we joke, but I think it's real now. I think there really is a heart within my heart. I think you're an emotional tan. To. I think you're an emotional tan. I think I'm an emotional tan. I'm now. a magenta. Brad is referring to our auras, the energy that just... Our energy radiates off of us and around us. Our spirits, our chakras, the things that make us us. Guys, I'm going to go on a limb. If you like Jim Cotta, if you enjoyed Trolls 2, <laughs> check out Gossip Girl and 90210. Just do it. And if you like magentas and mental tans and chakras, check out Magic. Check or, out Blockbuster. Or get back at us. Get back at us. How's about it? Are you listening to this? Misconnections. <laughs> Ram Jack is brought to you by the Poppery 2. Poppery 2. West Bend's popcorn maker. Of distinction. Yeah, it's awesome. Check it out. So, Brad, we watched a movie this week. Yeah, we did. We watched a very special movie to you. We watched a very special movie to And me. everyone who watches it. We, we, we watched a movie that saw the decades change. Yeah. We saw a movie that, that, that it was, it came out in 1990. But it had all the exuberance, all the exuberance of the 80s turning into the 90s. Hey, things are going to change. This is a new world we're breaking into, a new decade of, of color and excitement and adventure. We watched Opportunity Knocks. And who stars in this? Dana Carvey. Biggest star of the day. Biggest star. He was on top. His star was shining the brightest it would ever shine. <laughs> and it, sadly, it faded away instead of like... Kind of fizzled. He, yeah, got, he, was, he was sickly. It's not his fault. Yeah, it's not his fault. Right, so how do you want to begin this? How do we want to? How do we want to address? How do we want to get to the listeners? The concept. This may be one of the best movies ever made of all time. It really is. First of all, let's talk about the cast really quick. Who, who else was in this thing? We got Dana Carvey as Eddie Farrell mm-hmm. slash Jonathan Albertson. More on that later. <laughs> we got Robert Loja. Loja. Explain to people who he is, just in case people have. Hard time jogging the memory. If you'll remember the film Big, he was he was the uh, the Toy Story manager that hires Tom Hanks. He's he's a lovable fellow. Heads up, guys! I'm just looking at IMDb right now. Robert Loja looks like an Oompa Loompa all of a sudden because his hair has gone pure white, and he's got very tan skin. <laughs> it looks orange. Robert Loja now looks like an Oompa Loompa. That's what you get for gobbling down sweets. Fact. Robert Loja. He's been in everything. He's been in a lot of stuff. We got Todd Graff. We got Julia Campbell. Amazing film. We got his Dana Carvey as a con man. He's conning. It's his natural skill. He's one of the best. Movie starts off. What's what's he up to? He's walking around with a plant. That's what you did in 1990. You buy a plant, you walk around within the city. You know something's up immediately when the guy's walking around with a plant. That's not normal. Shifty. Or maybe it was normal in the 90s. I don't know. I don't know. All of a sudden, the guy starts to walk down the street. Oh, no, he gets hit by a car. Poor fucker. Dana Carvey, good upstanding citizen, runs over to help him out. They're gonna, he's going to figure this out. Maybe they should call the police. The driver of the car is terrified. Oh, no. What, what is, what's happened? What has he done? This guy clearly walked out in front of my car, right? Did you yeah. even see that? Then this guy is like a big-time executive somewhere. Oh, this yeah. guy's driving a nice car. He's on the phone. 
of what I guess was a cell phone, or maybe it was one of those cars where you plugged in the it was, phone. Yeah, into it, like had the, a, it was like the 1990 giant car phone. Yeah, so he was on his car phone. He's like, I'll call you back. God, I hit someone. Danny Carmody pops up. He's like, oh, man. The driver is trying to get them not to call the cops. He's like, hey, hey, I'll give you, I'll give you some money. Here's 100 bucks. 100 bucks is my first day on the job. Oh, I'm yeah, because he's late for job. work because he got hit by a car. Uh, he might lose his job. He could lose his job. It's his first day of work. This poor bastard is in this terrible accent. Dana Carvey offers up some advice. Maybe you should call your lawyer. No, 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 no don't, don't do that. Do that. Don't, do don't want to do that. No need. No need. Here, here, here's $200. Dana Carvey offers a little advice. He's like, hey, hey, I got a cousin. He got like $1.5 off of this. Guy freaks out. Hey, I got 200 and something dollars. Here. Take everything. It's fine. Take everything. What time is it? I got to get to work. I could lose my job. Poor guy. He didn't even have the money to buy a watch. You're going to give him $200? Fuck that. Luckily, driver... You know, realizing his responsibility here, hands over his watch. Just gives it. Gives it to him. This guy has so much income, he can just dispose of a yeah, watch. Just get rid of it. Hey, how about that ring, too? <laughs> the guy hit by the car says that. Yeah. Hey, that's a nice ring. Have it. And he's like, go ahead, take, take it. it. Take it, take it. Get out of here. Get out. Go, go, go. Hey, secrets, guys. It's all coming. Oh, it was all fake to begin with. Oh, deceit. Deceit. Apparently in 1990, it was a lot easier to con people. That was the height of conning. But they just fucking screwed the guy over. Yeah, they were in on it together. Now, who's the, who's the guy that got hit by a car? His friend? Yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, Lou Pasquino, played by Todd Graff. Lou. Lou Pasquino. Louie. He's a wacky character. He's lovable. He's a lovable guy. And Dana Carvey's character is Eddie, right? Yeah. Okay, so Eddie, Eddie and Lou. Eddie Farrell and Lou Pasquino. They're just two con men. One of them's more of a thug, or just like a dummy. Lou's not the brightest. He's, he's not, not. He's not the brightest bulb. Sad fellow. But he's friends. He's yeah. friends with Eddie. That's why got, Eddie keeps him around. Yeah, but they got a problem. What's up? Oh, they kind of owe some money. Lou owes money. Lou owes some money. Lou made some bad bets and come through. With Sal Nichols, the mobster. Mm. Played by James Tolkien from uh, Back to the Future fame. Who is he in Back to the Future? He was the principal. Oh, uh, yeah. So this this, um, this guy working for Nichols, Pinky, is, af- is after them for the money. They lose all the money they just conned. Which Girl. is fine, dude. In 10 minutes, they can get more money. Apparently, because it's easy to con people. Yeah. But they get to come up with $756 before tomorrow. That's some serious dough. That's a lot of dough. This is a 1990 money. It's like, what, $10 billion <laughs> or something? I don't know. Give or take. I don't know. Maybe it's more. I don't know. How does the economy work? I think it was started. I thought we wiped it like a year ago, right? Yeah. Now mean, it's just all new. Now, now we got pesos. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Are we running on the peso now? Maybe that would explain a few things. Actually, going out so. to, to buy stuff. Oh. Wow. Yeah. I don't know how they cloaked that one. That's weird. Secrets. It's government secrets. They're taking over. Shadow government. Twenty twelve. Um. What are, you, what are you gonna do? They gotta come up with some new cons. Come up with a new way to con. And so- fast. So they pull a kind of an old con, right? Yeah. yeah. They go to this guy's house. They're gas people. The old-fashioned gas inspector routine. We've, there's some problems in the area with gas. we got to check your stuff. Check your stuff. Let's go in and check mm-hmm. it. Dana Carvey gets the owner of the house to go down there and hold some button. Well, him and Lou are upstairs stealing their shit. Yeah. Oh, rascals. And in the middle of stealing the television, the giant... Vacuum television. Wow. You forget how heavy and large TVs were back in the day. 
It Only took two people to lift that fucking television. Dude, TVs now weigh a freaking lot. If you're trying to lift like a giant, like 40 or 52 inch, like LCD television, oh yeah, they weigh a lot. They and do. It's even more kind of awkward in a way. Well, maybe not. It, dude, not as not as heavy as those old TVs, man. It's this close, but anyway, these guys these guys are doing it. They're taking television out, and then the fa- rest of the family comes home. The wife comes in with some groceries. Their two kids are there, and they've got karate geese they've on. They've just gotten home from karate. They're trained. They're trained for defense. Yeah. So, um, okay, you're, uh, let's imagine this. You're a mother. You've just come in with young children. There are mystery men inside your house with your television. What are you going to do, right? Hey, honey. Um, uh, why are there two men? Who are these guys? Oh, they're gas people. It's fine. What are they doing with our television? <laughs> we've been we've been snuggered snuggered no <laughs> I'm calling the police she leaves the room to go call the police I love she leaves, the kids there she leaves her kids with two mysterious gentlemen they're thieves two thieving cons what if they're desperate thieving cons they could easily be like you know what get a gun out get a knife what if they're predators we're gonna kidnap yeah what if they're what if they're out there what if they're predators where's Chris Hansen at she doesn't know maybe she's not calling Dateline what the hell's happening? She's leaving her children. Two kids. Children. Irresponsible mother. Irresponsible. That's why the kids have to learn karate to defend themselves because their parents don't give a damn. Their Our, father's a fool and their mother doesn't care. <laughs> their father is an idiot. Fool. <laughs> I love when Dana Carvey just knocks on like the metal housing of the whatever gas, like air conditioning unit or whatever. It's like, does it always make the sound? And he's like, should it not? He just gives him the look like, you fucking idiot. Dana Carvey. This whole block could go up because of you. <laughs> the but man yeah. is brilliant. So is the mother irresponsible or is just she knowledgeable? She's cold on Karen. I don't know, dude, because she leaves them there, but those kids can obviously take care of themselves. Because these kids are wicked awesome at karate. It's because they're latchkey kids. Because no one cares about them. They're latchkey kids the whole time. They're, they have nothing. <laughs> they have nothing. Their parents don't care. Their father's probably about to lose his job. He's been to like he's been like in like ten jobs in the past year because he's such a damn fool. Their mother's cold and heartless, probably because she's she's gotten into the situation where she's got these two kids she has to support, and her and her bumbling husband, who's an embarrassment to, to all the town. If and you, they have to keep up this lifestyle in their very <laughs> nice house in a very nice community. You could you could almost say that these two kids are looking into the future while they're looking at Eddie, yeah, and Lou in the living room. They're like, that this broken, could be us. That broken household could be their future. So instead of, of running around them and then screaming and breaking, they do what they... They attack. They attack. They attack the fear of their future selves. Personified. And they and, win because these kids are awesome at karate. Cool. Yeah. They battle. We, Dana Carvey and Lou fleeing from their younger selves. Just <laughs> running out of the house. Because <laughs> they're afraid. It's a nightmare. That they're afraid. Like, Dark no! memories are coming back. So they run. They, they hop in the van. They drive off into the sunset. <laughs> of course they have a van. Yeah, they got to have a Guys, van. Guys, this is an update for your scorecard. Be wearing a van. <laughs> also, I love how... They, I don't know where they get their labels made, but they've got like all kinds of signage for whatever they're doing. If they're, you know, the gas repairs, they've got the gas van. They got the gas signs on the van. When they when they pretend to be cops or um, city superintendents, they've got all that kind of decals. They got this stuff mapped out. Rules for conning. Rules for conning. Follow through. And pay attention to detail. Be prepared. Have the right signage. Yeah, I was really hoping when they were having a karate scene that someone would go through a window. Like Lou would just be like, like it'd be one of those nineties like, yeah, ah, like. And just like slowly see him running out the window, and then like it goes back to normal motion. Right. I mean, this movie's classier than that, but I was expecting it for some reason. I don't know. 
Those kids could kick really high, dude, for kids. I would be terrified to roll up on these kids. They're kicking all the fury. Should we teach children dreams? karate? Like, let's just, let's, let's answer this. Let's just address this for a second. Should we teach children, like, crazy self-defense? Like, those kids are obviously black belts. Well, let me say. Should we have lethal weapons at, like, guys, 10 years old? Let me just say, I've watched a lot of marathons of Catch a Predator recently, <laughs> and I think it may be a good idea. Because there's some scary fuckers out there. Enroll your kid in Taekwondo today. And keep them off the fucking internet. Yes. There's some weirdos out there. Fucking weirdos. Yeah, so there you go. Problem solved. Check. Teach kids karate. Teach kids karate. Marry well. Live your life. Yeah. Live the dream. Don't just people who come to your door dressed up as gas men. Don't do it. People, everyone's out there to con you. Listen, here's another thing we learned from this movie. Everybody's got a con. Everyone has a con. Everyone has a con. So let's move on. Also be weary of romantic cons. Ooh, those can Watch end up... out! Oh, man. So these cats, they're, they're running. They're scared. What do we do? Hey, look there. We're in this really nice part of town. Oh, and there's a house. There's a bunch of newspapers outside. Clearly, clearly no one's home. They, they're out of town. Let's bust in. They bust in the house. Hop in there. It's it's a wonderland. It is an awesome place. Everything. Everything you'd want there. They got a coffee maker. Coffee maker is there. They have a fireplace on Fireplace is there. Remote. They have a CD player. CD player is there. Creamsicles are there. A, tel- I, a telescope and a fireplace. A pool table. Pool table. Dude, did you see that pinball machine? I saw it. They have a duck phone. I just remembered them having a they duck have phone. A, they have a phone that is a duck. Quacks. Whenever yeah, there's a ring, it has its own ringtone, and this is oh. 1990. What the hell? What's more, there's an answering machine. There's an answering machine. And there's a message. Oh, my God. The guy that's supposed to be house-sitting, Jonathan Albertson, he's not going to be able to make it because he's mm. a high flyer. Can't do it. Can't do it. He's not going to be able to make it. This other guy that lives there is going to be out of town for months. So that is the situation, right? There you go. There's, there's a setup for a movie. Exactly. Bam. So they steal some shit. They get out of there. They're like, hey, we'll keep, we'll keep note of this place. I don't know why they didn't just steal everything. <laughs> you don't just steal everything. They just they stole enough to get their 700 something dollars to pay off Big Sal. Well, Eddie, Dana Carvey, was against it. He was like, dude, we're con men. We don't just break into houses. True. We're not simple thieves. We got to put a twist to it. We got to outsmart them. Right. But our boy Lou's like, look, fucker. Dude, Lou is desperate. They're going to kill him. He's going to get his ass killed. That's bad. You don't want to get killed. No. Not my mobsters. No. They kill in terrible ways. He, he's going to lose something. Oh, scary. So they do what they got to do. Steal their stuff. Get it sold. Fenced out. It's all good. Pay them off. Pay off the guy. They're still a little bitter. Well, well the guy like says, hey, you want to play some pool? It is something about sinking an eight ball, right? And Danny Crabby right. rolls up and is like, all right. Takes sinks it. Does this awesome Bam. shot. And humiliates this mobster, Pinky, in front of his minions. Oh, Pinky has been made a fool. Pinky kicks him out, even though he had money riding on it. He didn't pay. He didn't make good on his debt. See, Pinky can't trust the bastard. No, he's he's not a trustable. He's not a trustable criminal. Dana, Dana Carvey and our boy Todd Graff are lovable. They're lovable criminals. Exactly. Pinky, not lovable. You think he could have been more lovable if he did impressions? Maybe. Maybe if he had his, like, other a accents couple. he could do. If he did just one, one or two, if he just did, like, a Yogi Bear and a Popeye. <laughs> what if, if Dave was... Coulier had played this part, <laughs> the movie would be completely different. <laughs> what, what, what did Coulier do? Ah, go, 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 with, like, Popeye. <laughs> what if yeah. he did that when he sung the eight ball? <laughs> no. <laughs> they kick him out, though. Yeah, they kick him out. So what are they going to do? Hey, 
Let's let's pay him back. Let's steal Pinky's car. <laughs> let's Grand Theft Auto right now. <laughs> let's that'll be funny. Let's give him a convertible. We'll cut the top off his car. I don't know how they do it. How do they fucking do that? But this is the next scene they're doing that. They're yeah. driving around. Oh, but Pinky's got a car phone. Oh no, 1990s style. No, everyone has a car phone in the 90s. If you're in the big city, you need a car phone. Dana Carvey, don't answer that phone. Don't answer that phone. But he's got to. He's got wacky voices to do. <laughs> and he does. Well, isn't this one like a, an Indian voice? Yes, this is this is a this is a terrible, terrible stereotype. It's wrong. It is wrong. But in the it's 90s, it's culturally insensitive. In the 90s, it was okay. It's Dana Carvey. He gets a free pass. <laughs> he's beloved. <laughs> he's America's star. Circa 1990. Um, forever, forever and always. Can they track them in the car? I, I, at some reason, and I don't know what, maybe I was distracted for just a second. I, I, all I remember was them, him doing the accent and them having a big laugh, and all of a sudden they're like, no! And they well, just like, the it's then they realize, and they, go. they realize it's not Pinky's car, it's the big boss man, Sal Nichols' car. Oh man, that's a big mistake. Car? So they just abandon it on the side of the road. Hell yes, before anyone sees them with it. Oh, they just run. Montage, <laughs> one of the, a great montage in this film. Well, this is, this is a film. This is a film for fine montagery. We get a montage, of various hoodlums and street toughs vandalizing the car, spray painting it, ripping it apart, taking all the pieces away. They're left with a shell of a car. Everything's gone. It really is just a shell. They take everything. I didn't even take the, like the trunk off of a car and then go sell that for parts. Scrap metal. Everything's gone. Look at the meth. The fucking people that are after meth. They steal some crazy shit. <laughs> really? Yeah, they'll steal like they, for a while. There was like people like stealing like um, like uh, copper like pipes from people's houses. Oh, dude, well, anyone can. Yeah, and like uh, and like um, for um, garden sprinklers, they would steal the metal off from the sprinkler people's sprinkler systems. They gotta get that meth. Dude. They gotta get their meth on. Gotta get that fixed, man. Gotta get your meth on, guys. Guys, seriously, unless you got money, you don't don't play with meth. If you've got a huge, if you've got a huge amount of money, then maybe you want to try out some meth. I don't know. Yeah, rich people can do drugs and be fine. Hey, rich people, try out some meth. Go for it. You only live once, right? I would say don't try out meth because that's that that can get you. No, no, no. Go quick. for it. Go for it. Go for you're it. Gonna, if you're gonna be rich, do cocaine because that's a classy drug. If you got the money, go for dude, the big time. Like go for the big time. It's like powdered sugar. Go for the big time. No, dude. Don't do that. You can buy new teeth. No, big time would be like heroin, dude. Like heroin will fuck you up. Oh, heroin's never I, man's I drug. Mean, guys, I've never taken drugs before, so I don't know. But I'm just saying from what I've researched. Heroin's and from what I listened to that one podcast, God. Meth, meth is hot now. Meth guys, is really hot. Meth is hot now. In the South, people love it because it's if you want to get in, If you want to get on the ground floor, get on meth. <laughs> it's really explosive, guys. <laughs> the kids love it. The kids love tell, it. I'm telling you, it's risky. If you got the money, go for it, I say. I say live it up. When you said the kids love it, I don't know why. Maybe it's because we were talking about the, uh, the, 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 the tiny kids that could do karate. But I imagine, like, parents making meth for their children, <laughs> children. Like, like a mother might make brownies for a child in oh, yeah. the suburbs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we just had a new match of meth. Hooray! Methios. <laughs> Methios? Methios. Why didn't cook them all the way? They're going to be nice and gooey meth. Yay! Yay! It's going to Okay. So, people steal all the shit. Um, Sal Nichols finally finds his car. He's pissed off. Piggy's like, hey, don't worry about it. It's insured. We're good. It's insured. The car's insured. It's $500 deductible. I'll pay that myself. Hey, fucker. That's not the problem. $60,000 in the trunk. Son of a bitch. Yo! Ah, face palm. 
I kind of, me and Brad, when we were watching this, talked about what sequels could spin off of this. I think this is an opportunity for another sequel where we see what happens to the people who got that $60,000 in that car trunk (laughs) and how that story overlaps because you know it it did. They live it up. What would you do if you rolled up on $60,000? Man. I want to see that movie. Opportunity knocks four. (laughs) Opportunity knocks four indeed. So, uh... Yeah, Pinky gets jacked up. Pinky. Sal Nichols is going to teach Pinky a lesson. Hey, you fucked me over. I'm going to fuck you up. I'm going to throw you off a bridge. And I'm not going to grab you by the shoulders. I'm going to grab you by the testicles and the head. What? And just throw you. I really thought that he died. He should have died. But now that I remember hearing him go like, ah, like when he hit and like right. a car go, and like hit something. Right. So either he got hit by a car and dropped off a bridge and still lived, in which case... He and just, picked up by his testicles. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he wasn't worrying about that. So we can grow those now. Oh, sure. But yes, not in 1990, you couldn't. <laughs> He's had to wait 20 years. Well, it's still... Yeah. He found those guys with the money and bankrolled the science. <laughs> Thanks, Pinky. <laughs> Good job. Good looking out, Pinky. Yeah. So they go. So they're going after. So now Pinky's like, "Hey, I know who it was. I know who it was. It was. It was, a, it was these kids. It was fucking. It, it was, was that fucking, Lou and Eddie guy. The Lou and Eddie. Doesn't matter. He's super strong. Doesn't matter. Whatever. Now they're after him. Fuck. There's a crazy escape. Dana Carvey, Todd Graff. They gotta split the ways because they're being pursued. We're gonna split and then meet up somewhere else. We'll meet up somewhere. I'll get you a message. Whatever. We'll figure it out. They run off. Don't know where Lou went. No clue where I'm sure it was comical wherever it was. There's another movie. <laughs> um, our, our boy Eddie, he goes back to the house. The house with everything. Drops a message to his father, gives him a little call, and says, Hey, hey, pops. Is that really his father? No, it's not his father. Who is it? It's like his uncle. Okay. I, I wasn't sure actually yeah. in the movie because I, I guess, again, I was distracted. It's that his point. father figure. It's raised him because his mother died. Here you go. He mentioned that at some point. Um, he says, Hey, Max, Max. If, uh, if 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 my if my boy Lou calls, tell him I'm at the stereo house. How people know what that means? The stereo house. The know stereo what it means. house. Yeah, so he's at the stereo house. He goes to sleep. Ah, oh, the he's got the TV on. You know, the, the national anthem's playing. It's it's nighttime. It's the end of the end of the broadcast day. So go to sleep. Sleep it out. Again, a relic of the nineties. That doesn't happen now, does it? No. We got. We just got. We got infomercials. Got infomercials all night. Twenty four. Yeah, right after him. You got you got to buy your snuggies and you got to get your live links. <laughs> I forgot about live links. Live I haven't links. watched I haven't watched television like again other than Hulu in a long hey, time. Hey, you're looking for fun? Want to meet fun flirty singles? <laughs> Call live links. Call live links today. Hey, hey, what's up? Hey, hey, buddy. <laughs> My name's Chloe. Call live links. I got a friend. She's a hooker. I'm a stripper. I give hand job. It's called Live Links. Live Links. Live Links. Check it out, guys. Hey, guys. Call Live Links. Tell us how it goes. <laughs> don't call Live Links. Don't um, do it. Just don't. Um, so, yeah. He goes to sleep. Goes to sleep. To the national anthem. Just gently. Wakes up to a scream. Not a scream of terror. A scream of joy. It's Pee Wee's Playhouse. ba da ba it was great. I oh. forgot that was in this film. And oh, I love it. it made it all the more. Oh, brings it all back, doesn't it? I think if I woke up to Pee Wee's Playhouse, I would scream. I'm just <laughs> like, like ah, what the? What is that? Oh my god. A couple of talking fish and a genie who grants a wish? It's wacky at Pee Wee's Playhouse. That had to induce nightmares. Anyway. Hey, but Dana Carvey's in a playhouse of his own. A magical wonderland. Hey, it's time for another montage, fuckers. Yeah. 
It's a montage of Dana Carvey playing with an awesome house. He's got all kinds of remotes. He's turning on fireplaces. He's turning on lights. He's opening a deck. Music's changing. He's playing with the radio. All of a sudden, we get the song. Ah, we get Johnny Clegg coming in with Cruel, Crazy, Beautiful World. One of my favorite songs ever of all time. It's an awesome song. Seriously, guys. I love this song. Lyrics are great. I love the... (laughs) What's what's the hook in the chorus? Every day you wake up, I hope it's to a blue, blue sky. Something similar to that. It's your world, so live in it. That's good, solid advice. It's your world, so live in it. Think about that. I'm thinking about it. It's an anthem of the 90s. Anthem of the 90s. This again, this this movie. It's you know, it's you can see it's the '90s. Things are changing. We've we've you know we've we've gone outside. You know, we're more we're more culturally diverse now. We're gonna go and we're gonna get an African rocker. Well, a white African rocker. Oh yeah, yeah. No yeah. one no one else shake it up too much. Let's go. Let's go to South Africa. Let's go to South Africa. Let's get uh. Let's get Johnny Clegg. Let's get Johnny Clegg. He's awesome. Great, great. That is actually I. This song has, I mean, this song, this movie has some nice musical choices. This, really, there's a lot of awesome music. There's a montage coming up, guys. I cannot wait to talk about it. Oh my God. We've got some stuff to do before then. So, okay. we got a lot to do before then. I know. Dana Carvey. <laughs> Let's pick this up. Let's pick this up. Okay, Dana Carvey's going. He's getting ready. He's, he goes around. He's like, hey, there's clothes here. I'm going to take a shower. Hops in the shower. Puts a, puts a towel on his head like a, like a, like a woman. Well, he's got longer hair, dude. He's, he's got to maintain that mullet. He does. you got to wrap up a mullet. It's not like I'm on the cusp of a mullet. Like, he has a shorter hair on top, and it's all kind of the same length. There's that party in the back. But it's a little bit of a party There's in the back. There's a party going on in the back. Because it's 1990. That was rocking. Dana Carvey got a mullet. What about it? Who's complaining? No one. No one. Nor should they. Oh, my God. Someone comes into the house. Has he been a fool? Who, who are these strangers? It's Robert Loja and his wife. <laughs> the actor? Robert Loja. <laughs> Robert, a, it's Robert Loja as Milt Malkin. Oh, okay. It's Milt Mona. Milt Mona there. Now, who are these people? Well, they are the parents of David Malkin. David Malkin owns the house. Oh, man. David's the one that's off out of town. And his buddy Jonathan Albertson is supposed to be there watching the house. Do mistaken I? identity. I see a con coming. There is a mistaken identity here. Dana Carvey now takes on the identity of Jonathan Albertson. The guy who's supposed to house it. Oh. And couldn't because he had other stuff to do. He's a high flyer. So, yeah, he's house sitting now. Now he's got it. He's made <laughs> An alias. He's got it made. He's just got to play this uh, waspy Harvard law graduate that's a crazy awesome businessman. He's Dana Carvey. He can kind pull of a jack off. of all trades guy. He, really, he can really do anything. Jonathan Albertson. Let's go over it really quick. So he's uh, graduated top of his class, Harvard Business. Mm-hmm. He is an amazing singer. Yes. Had a rock and roll band at Harvard. Known as the Wild Thing, right? Known as the Wild Thing. He can speak. He's he's at least bilingual. He can. He speaks uh, perfect Japanese. Yeah, because he did the stint over there for some kind right? of business. He's just thing. come back from the Netherlands. He's a world. He's a, he's a globetrotter. He's been offered high level positions at both P and G. Yeah, all the top ten. All the top. All 10 the top ten companies in the world. This fucker is, I mean, he's, he's there. He's there. All right, this is, this is the top of society. This, he, he's like a Bilderberger. He's practically a reptoid. That's how high connected he is. Yeah, that's how high. You know, reptoids, they're like the top of the pops. <laughs> top of the pops. Uh, you reptoids, sure. Reptoids, check them out. <laughs> they just nonchalantly. Reptoid, check them out. Um, almost serious. Almost like, yeah, yeah. you check them out. Your world's going to be opened up. Milt and Mona. <laughs> Are immediately enamored 
with our boy Dana Carvey. Of course. We love him. He's got that silly towel up on his oh head. Oh, my God. What do they see? The mullet. They, their, their hearts will be thawed. They love this boy. And they immediately see an opportunity to uh, <laughs> to marry off their shrug of a daughter. <laughs> oh, this bitch. We've heard a lot about this Jonathan from our son. I wonder if he'd like... What's the girl's name? What is her name? Annie. Dr. Wonder, Annie Malkin. I wonder if he's the perfect match for Annie. Oh, she needs to find love. That's true. All she cares about is her doctoring. Always answering her beeper. She's almost like she volunteers there, and she works there. She's there so oh, much. It's her whole life, this job. Why can't she meet a ni- nice rich fellow? What does she really do as a doctor? She gives kids shots, and she also gives. She also takes blood? Is she really a doctor? <laughs> She's a glorified nurse. Maybe she, she basically really just hangs around with this one guy that seems to be there every day, Harold Monroe. This guy needs blood transfusions, like, constantly. What is he on dialysis? What's happening? Why is this dude just hanging about? She's not a doctor, dude. She's just there. She's just playing. She's a candy striper. Her dad makes tons of money. She just does whatever the hell she wants. She, she really does volunteer in the hospital. <laughs> She's a glorified candy striper that just just basically gives this one dude blood. He's her guinea pig. Her father bought this African-American gentleman to be her guinea pig. Those poor kids that's getting the, that's the flu the kind of shot. That's the kind of money they got. She's shady, too, taking blood. Should we go ahead and just talk about that now? Yeah. Oh, wait. Go for it. Okay, I, I, I guess... That, well, let's just jump there really quick. He decides to do a long con on these people, right? right. Yeah, he's going to go for as much as he can get out of them. So he, he's already using he's already using the guy's car. He's wearing the guy's clothes, taking money taking money from the father. It's like, hey, yeah, I lost all my luggage. I lost my wallet. Everything got lost on the plane. Oh my god! Can I borrow some money? Okay, great. Here's my daughter. I'm gonna seduce her. Yeah. So the whole point now is he's gonna do a romantic con, right? And get to the man, the high business executive father, through the daughter. Good plan. So he shows up at the hospital where she's volunteering and is like, hey, what's up? He does some funny bit with a bed and a curtain. Eh. Oh, they set it up for some other stuff later. We meet what's his name, who mm-hmm. also deserves his own spinoff. Harold Monroe. What a like, great side character. I think he's the mastermind of this entire film, but yeah. it's just we don't see it all. Well, I, it might have been edited guys, in some of the what, as, 50 as, deleted as scenes. As all films are, they're all related to the TV series Lost. <laughs> now, obviously. Obviously, I think this movie helped inspire the character of Sawyer. I think the whole idea of his conning and the long con and the love con, I think that all really came from this. Yeah, I'm pretty sure his uncle knew Sawyer. Damon Lindelof and Carlton Hughes were watching this movie when they came up with the character of Sawyer. Many years ago, when they were planning it, right after they did Roadhouse. This is fact. This is is stuff that we know. Yeah. Sawyer was not part of the original plan. They it was not until 1990 they came up with the idea of Sawyer. Wait, I'm confused. The original plan is in the show's plan or Jacob's plan? Jake, well, all I know is the first the first person to portray Jacob. All that you know is. All that I know. <laughs> the first person to portray the Jacob. I know, the first person to portray Jacob was clearly John M. Watson as Harold Monroe, because he's Jacob. He's Jacob. Like, he's, he's, why would he need that many blood transfusions? Because he's li- been living forever? Because mm. he's Jacob. It's, it's, it's his plan. He, Dude, I learned this this week. Just a quick random aside. Um, He could also be a runner, because apparently there's something that runners do where they will take their own blood like they'll just I guess store it somewhere like pints of it and then the day of running they will put that blood back into them so that they have more cells that can, so they can hold more oxygen in their blood so that I guess it helps them with distance running that's crazy that talk. sounds crazy that's crazy talk so crazy that it instead I mean he can't be running he has to be Jacob he's Jacob he's Jacob it's sold so there's one guy sitting around watching everything controlling everything pulling the strings secretly 
five veils behind the, behind, behind the screen is Jacob. That's him. That's what's happening. Dana Carvey is in there. He's like, hey, I want to help out. I just came to see you. I want to help. I want to be part of your life. Love me. Whose idea was it to help? Because Dana was just there like, hey, you can go on a date. She's like, what do you think this is? A bar? Is this a pickup joint? What's a pickup joint? What is a... Do, the, do those exist? In 1990, did we have pickup joints? I just thought it was weird the way she phrased it. Like, it was different from a bar. Is that a bar stool you're sitting on? Is this a pickup joint to you? Where's, where are pickup joints? What are... I, hey, ladies. If you're frequenting any pickup joints, um, drop us a line. Let us know what a pickup joint... Where's the best... Where, where are these pickup joints? Where, where, where are you going that's a pickup joint? And where can we meet you at? Yeah. Get back at us. Hit us up. Misconnections. So our boy Jacob is like, hey, change your strategy, dude. Change your strategy. You have to change it up. Change it. You got to help. Help out. I'm here to help out. Oh, great. You can give blood. Ooh. He doesn't want to do that. He's scared. He can't do that. He's frightened. She's going to take blood, whether he likes it or not. So she stabs him with the needle. He passes out. And then he wakes up. Who knows how long later. And she's over him, like, smiling, like, hey, wake up. We, the camera pulls out. He's got a button because he gave blood. They took his blood while he was passed out. Against his Is that will. legal? Can you steal people's blood? Wait a minute. You have to, like, sign stuff where you can even give blood. Is this she, bitch a vampire? What is she, happening? She's not doing things by the rules. Is she, is she a Twilight vampire? What's she's, happening? She's definitely a candy stripe. She's not a doctor. She's not a doctor. We she doesn't she play by anybody's rules because of her father's money. It's corrupted her. She thinks she can do whatever she wants. And Jacob's, it's all part of Jacob's plan, so I guess it's okay. <laughs> and Jacob, we trust that this is going to be trust. fine. And, it, trust. and you know, it's a fun ride, and we're not going to spoil anything, but let's let's continue. All right. So then we find out, hey, hey, Albertson. Albertson's a Jewish name. He's a Jew. Jews. And he's been invited to some Malkin relatives bar mitzvah. Yeah. Oh, now he's got to learn to be a Jew. We get an awesome montage. We get a Jew montage, basically. Yeah. At one point, these Nazis come up to him and ask him a question about where the party is. <laughs> and the Christians are like, oh, we're here. No. But the con man, he's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. But no, he, so we like, he, he's watching like Fiddler on the Roof. And he's, like, <laughs> he trying, is watching Fiddler on the Roof. And he's trying on various yarmulkes. And he's getting in the part. He's, he's got to feel it. He's, he's, he's a con man. He's got to get into the character. So he's, learning, he's, he's connecting to his Jew side, which he does. Then we go to then we go to the big event. You got a very Jewish yarmulke on. Well, I say very Jewish. I meant like a very stylish, colorful yarmulke that's a little bit showy. Right. But that's who he's trying to be. Hey, that's, what he that's what he's doing. And it's here. I think he wins a young lady's heart. He does. He's trying so hard. He's, he's, he's making her laugh. That's the way to her heart with laughter. He dances by himself. There's a wacky little dance routine. Dancing with himself. Um, he freaks some people out. It scares people. There's actually a couple of them, like, he's dancing behind them, like, I guess using them as cover and, like, looking out behind them at her. He's using them as props. And he, the people are like, what the, what's going on? But she laughs. She giggles. She's been impressed. How This this stuffy Harvard business graduate, he's got a, he's got a heart. She's falling for it. She also has, she has a giant weird dress on. Why did why did everyone wear stuff baggy in the 90s? This girl has these giant poofy sleeves that are incredibly huge. It's almost like the two separate dresses. Well, the thing is... It's just the sleeves. I think it was she felt uncomfortable because she was wearing a dress. Because usually she's wearing pants that are so high (laughs) that, like, her shoulders are almost inside. They're, They're belted, like, easily four inches below, like, her chest. Yeah. They're that high on her waist. That's the, that's the way they rolled back then. Some people will say that, you know, well, women's waists are higher than men's. 
Um, they're not that high, guys. <laughs> no one's that high. I'm an artist. I drew anatomy in college. I, I'm familiar with the human form. There's no, like that. there's no excuse. It doesn't, like it doesn't no, Guys, no. Seriously, it's not hot. Calm it down. Just stop. Lower it. There's a reason why we have low-rise jeans now. They look better. Yeah. She's found love now. She's found love. Oh, the con has begun. The con has begun. Of course, the parents are enamored. The father, our boy uh, Loja, he wants to recruit him. He wants, hey, Jonathan, why don't you come work for my company? Well, he thinks that he's Jonathan, Jonathan, globetrotter. Yeah. Um, Top Harvard graduate. Yeah, offer jobs with Fortune 500. Please work for my company. <laughs> Drama <Please>. products, please. <laughs> <laughs> it you. is It is like that It is Try my product Please I've got CDs That'll tell you How to use your computer They're great You can learn How to use Windows Or Excel Or eBay I'll send them to you for <laughs> Just try my product Please Try my product I love the desperation Of that man's voice In those infomercials <laughs> He just wants you To try it He seems so happy Up until then But then all of a sudden It's like Nah you can get it for free Listen Try my product Please. It's really good. I don't know if Little Susie's going to make it through <laughs> the winter if you don't try my product. <laughs> it's awful cold in my house, and my kids are hungry. My daughter just went blind. She's not getting enough vitamins. I can't hear. I can hear her, but I can't find her because I have like 20,000 CDs in my house stacked up. I'm a bit of a hoarder. I'll send them to you for free. Just, just, just try my product. <laughs> oh, God, please. It's just the shipping. If you like more, maybe you want to send me a few dollars, but you don't have to. Just try my product. I need validation for my life. Try my product, please. Yes, that's melt. <laughs> Except instead of CDs, he's selling like bathrooms basically like all the bathrooms <laughs> like everything that goes in the bathroom you want a I bathroom think that would be broken up over different companies not so milk he sells bathroom doors he sells hand dryers he probably sells toilets probably sells the whole stall but i know he sells the bathroom doors and i know he sells the blowers he also kind of a pushover but that's whatever hey loja show some respect so he makes him vice president of something he's like hey please please i'm not gonna leave you alone until you take this job fine i'll take the job oh what do i do it's a con i'm gonna get your money so he takes him into his his place, I guess. First day on the job, he comes up with a novel idea of taking the board meeting into the bathroom. You know why? Because Dana Carvey is a new rookie on the floor. So he's yeah. shaking things up. He's got new ideas. He's going to take away these stuffy ideas about how they've been running this company. Shake it up. Bring in, bring in a new perspective. Change everything. It's What he's doing is almost blatantly obvious. Yeah. And pointing out things that anyone should be able to realize. Hey, guys, we make all this stuff. People sit down, you know, when they use the restroom... There's nothing for them to look at. We're going to start putting ads inside of uh, stalls in the restroom. It's that easy. Wow. Somehow we never thought of that. <sighs> this rookie. He's I like him. Rookie. We're paying him the big bucks. That's why he's a Harvard graduate. Oh, it's a con. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know that, though. That's the premise of the movie. <laughs> I guess the big question is who's conning who? And we'll get to that who's later. Who's conning who? There's some other things we need to, like, just, I guess, bring that. We guess we miss a little bit. First off, um, isn't Lou back? He met him back. He's he's just at the pad now. He got a little confused by the stereo house. Because <laughs> Lou's an idiot. But he's at the stereo yeah. house with him now, and they're just, they're both living together. They're, they're, they're mates. Living it out, trying to figure out how to do this con the best way possible. Yeah. So they're just coasting on that. Everything's going great. Isn't this, isn't this where we get the montage? 
until. Well, before that, let's also say that what's his name, the father, business executive. He's also a little haphazard with what he allows, like what facts he lets slip through the cracks. Because the first day Dana Carvey's on the job, he shows him where the safe is, where they hold yeah. copious amounts of money. Well, you know, look, he's, he works for the old school people. They yeah. only trust hard cash. This whole banking system, I don't know about. These ones and zeros with the numbers and the computers. I, I hear they have something like credit cards and facsimile machines, and oh. I don't do that. I work with cash. So here, let me take them off, Jonathan. Let me show you something. Let me let me let me show you where my secret safe is. Here's let me safe. show you how to get. If you really it. wanted to, you could watch me do the combination yeah, right now. Just over my shoulder. It's really easy. Take, it's really great. Take a sneaky glance. You start to the right and then go to the okay, left. Yeah. Two or three okay. and then two okay. times. Then one back to here. Back to Open it up. Open. Oh, let's just get this money out of the way. Oh. Yeah, here. Can you yeah. hold this? Wait, that looks like a that looks like a hundred thousand dollars. Hundred eighty. Easy. Oh. I'm not. I'm not sure what the exact amount is. I don't really check this out. I got this awesome baseball. This is how they connect because they both love baseball, right? They the love father. It. They they love the same baseball team. Yeah, which automatically is like, okay, this is it. This is the guy who's going to marry my daughter. Except whether she likes it or not, she's going to grow up. She's going to stop volunteering her little whatever the hell she does. Stop hanging around with that African American genie person. Maybe she'll move out of her house finally. Oh, what a bitch! He's got to grow up sometime. Seriously, who's she, Conan? <laughs> she can't live like that forever. Like they're going to keep supporting her. With her dalliances. <laughs> Nonsense. <laughs> this is the montage, right? We've arrived is, to the we, montage. We've arrived at the montage. This song is amazing. I mean, is it as good as the first one? I'd say it's almost up there. It is. Because we're, we're coming in with my girl, Tina. Tina Turner. Tina Turner. Private dancer. I'm not sure how they worked it in the film. No, wait, it wasn't private dancer. That no, was a no, joke. This is not enough romance. There's not enough romance in this world. Not enough romance in this world. It's an amazing song. It's perfect for this montage Great where song. we where we see these two cats fall in love. Maybe it's not a con job anymore. Maybe they're opening their heart of hearts, which I've recently discovered in myself. Hey, Alex. What's up? Who's con and who? I don't know who's con and who. There's love here between these two. Danny Carvey can say it's a con, but it's not a con. He's conning himself. That's who's conning who. Conning himself. One of my favorite lines in the song is when Tina Turner says, I want to sing about new lovers who go against the odds. Because when she first said it, I wasn't sure what she was talking Like I thought she was talking about personal lovers. Like, I want to sing about new lovers. All right, guys, I'm just letting you know that. <laughs> there, was a, there was enough of a pause in the beat to where I thought it was two different ideas. We've exhausted, we've exhausted my narrative. <laughs> In the first part of the song, now in this chorus, I'm going to switch to a new set of lovers. It's going to be a new narrative story. Looking for new lovers. Leaped into the lyrics of song. I am. Thank you. I am Tina Turner. Now I will begin. <laughs> Next stanza, please. Dude, there was enough pause between them that I thought it was a different it's, idea. It was. It's completely. Possible. I was thinking about new lovers. Pause. Oh. Oh. And uh, them going against the odds. Oh. Okay. That makes sense. You're just going to go for a new thing. Yeah. Not enough romance in the world, guys. Not enough. We all need to adopt new lovers. We just got to do it. New lovers, guys. Just switch them around. What does what does what does the chorus say? Well, lay it down on me. Drop the knowledge. Not enough, there's not enough romance in this world. Not enough romance in this world. There's too many people thinking only of themselves. You gotta give love for its return. <gasps> this is this song is saying what's happening in the montage. Want to sing about new lovers? <laughs> Stand up against the odds. Nothing can change a thing that strong. And myself, I know my emotions. I got my love to share. I mean, you need something so tender. What you're looking for is so rare. Not enough romance in this world. 
not enough romance in this world. There isn't. Tina, I agree with you. You gotta believe in what your heart tells you is right. And I'm here to say, I believe in love. Take a lot of chances playing some foolish games, but that's only the price that you gotta pay. You gotta keep believing. Hungry hearts run free. <laughs> Wait, hungry hearts run free? Hungry hearts run free. Everybody needs a good loving. It's anything you want it to be. Furries? Take a page from Tina Turner. Everybody needs a good loving. It's anything you want it to be. Whether you be two humans, whether you be two personas, whether you be whether you be a panda bear and a wolf, it's all okay. It's anything you want it to be. That's a song. That's a song for furries. That's a song for lovers. It's a song, song for everybody. It's a song for everybody. Don't con yourself. It's a song <laughs> for America. Me, ask yourself who's conning who. Ask yourself who's conning who. Just ask it. And sing a little song from Tina Turner. She's looking out for you. So these two, they've had a romance. They've had a wild yeah. romance. At this point, they're in love. They're in love. They go out on the town. They go out. They go into some crazy bar. Oh, it's like amateur night. They're having all kinds of musical acts up there. She's pulled a caper. Oh, no. She's pulled a caper, guys. <laughs> this is the... This is the. I think this was the original event that prompted us to say who's conning who. Right? She, she's, she's pulled a little con herself. She's signed him up to, to sing. Because he's the wild thing. He's the wild man. He is the wild man. So. so he goes up there. He can't. He's scared. He's like, I don't I can't do this. Oh, my God. How am I going to con my way out of this one? Here's the thing about Dana Carvey in this movie. Our boy Eddie Farrell, this guy, his cons are based on pure willpower. Yeah. Every, he gets anything he wants on pure willpower. It's like a superpower. Because he's not the singer. He can turn it on and off. He's like, hey, unsure at first, right? He's like, he's hey, singing. he's not even sure what to sing. But the guy's like, I got the right song for you, wild man. I really love the DJ because he is nuts. He is, and insane. I also love the way they have the camera on him behind there because it makes him because he puts extends his hands out a lot or like goes up the camera quick. It's really cool. It makes yeah. some nice visuals. I got the perfect song for you, wild man. I love when he says, "Yeah, I love when he when Dana Carvey says, turn it up.'" And the guy kind of like inches forward and goes, "Oh yeah." Of course, the song is "Born to Be Wild," he which botches it at first, but then he but then but then it turns out our boy Pinky. I thought he was dead. Somehow he miraculously survived, both falling from a high, well, a bridge, right, smacking on the concrete, being hit by a car, and having his genitals mutilated. Somehow, who but knows what's happening to him between now and then? Of course, so he's, in a neck, he's in a neck brace. He's got like two casts: one on an arm, one on a leg. He's hobbling around. He sees our, he sees our boy Dana Carvey up on the stage. He's going to go take him out. And this, this, you know, this brings the passion to Dana Carvey. He starts, he starts going crazy, and all of a sudden, he's he's a rock star. And of course, and uh, Pinky's swinging like a microphone stand at him. Dana Carvey's doing jumps and flips. It's a huge stage act. The audience is loving it. This is the greatest thing I've ever seen. They can't believe their luck. Seeing this great show, it's amazing. <laughs> I've never seen a karaoke event ever that was this exciting. It was wild. It was wild. It's Dana Carvey, man, he he has that magic. He's got that magic. He's got that spark. The spark that America loves. Who's coming? Who? Hey guys, just just to tell you something that happened during this, and I'm pretty sure it happened in the '90s all the time. I'm not cool with it. Don't yell in someone's face. Don't do it. There are multiple times in this movies where people would just like get two inches from each other's face and just be like, "Ah!" It's weird. But it was always like it was either in celebration or it was in just like intimidation. I have no idea. It's, I'm glad they don't. Well, do either this if you're very excited or if you're very ter- or you're very terrified, get within like two inches of a friend or a foe's face and just scream at the same time. It's what you do. It's the 1990s. It's a new decade. It's a new world. It's your world to live in it. Dana Carvey's lady, they run out. They're, they're, oh, those two are forever now. No, yeah. there's no cons. It's love. Let's, let's make a finish. Let's, let's make a sprint for the finish line on this thing. 
How how does it end up? What happens? Dana Carvey, he's like, you know, he's, he's ready to get married. He's, he's proposed. Well, he didn't really propose. She just kind of like forced it on him, right? Yeah. I think he's like, he's going to tell her something, right? He was about to tell the truth. And she's like, oh. Because he feels bad. Because, yeah, he's making all this money. He's like, maybe I can turn over a new leaf. Maybe I can have this job and not be a con man anymore. Maybe I can settle down. He's conning himself. Maybe I can have my own house with my my own gadgets and stuffs. Oh, my own CD player. Don't, don't con yourself, Dana Carvey. He's conning himself on this con one. himself. But she takes his proposal somehow. <laughs> She's desperate. And he, and, he's, and then he basically conned him just saying, okay, yeah, I'll marry you. Everyone's happy. But he's happy about it. He's like, great, I'm going to get married to my lady. It's all cool. I'll tell her the truth at some point. He gets home. Hey. Hey, Lou, nipples. guess what, man? I'm getting married. Lou, why are you wearing boxer shorts? No, wait, those are weird pink shorts that look like boxer shorts with a belt. I don't, what the what the hell what are, you are you wearing, wearing Lou? God, things were weird in the but 90s. But before he could have time to question Lou's very bizarre fashion sense, there he is, man. <laughs> there who is? This the, it's the mobster, Sal Nichols. Sal Nichols. He's in. He's in the fucking stereo house. Where's my Where's my sixty thousand dollars? That's how much was in that yeah, car. Where's my sixty thousand dollars? Where's my sixty thousand dollars? I'm gonna kill him. No, no, don't do that. Don't do that. I can I can get you one hundred eighty five thousand dollars by tomorrow. Hey, Dana Carvey, you're a con man. You're not supposed to be a fool. Why would you agree to give him 185000 when you owed him 60000 I don't know. Huge plot hole. What's going on there? Well, he did have a gun to his face. Still, I think you would think. Well, Dana Carvey would. He's a con man. But he doesn't. For some, I mean, We don't know his endgame. We don't know what's going so on. So he's offered to give up all of the money he can steal from Malkin. But they're going to take it. They're going to take... They're going to take Lou as collateral... But to save Lou's life, he's going to have to go steal all the money from Malkin. Which he does. Which he does. He goes and gets it all. And he gets Lou's, he gets Lou's life, I guess. Yeah. Sal gets all the money. Yeah, because after he says that, he's like, look, I'll give you this money now, but how do you want to double it? That's right. Or triple it or quadruple like, hey, it, I, I think. He's you can make you a lot more money. I can, give, make you, I can get you four times that amount. Of course. Mobsters being mobsters, he falls for it. Hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. So they're going to play a big con. What they're gonna do is, if he puts up this, if he puts up like crazy amounts of money, two hundred thousand dollars, and he's gonna be able to get him one point three million dollars, something like a demolition deal or something like demolition that. deal with a shifty deal with the city. They set up this huge elaborate con with Dana Carvey's quasi parents to hold, to root out this big deal to play as a building advisor for the city. It's insane, incredibly elaborate, fun scene to watch. Then we get a mixing of worlds, right? Yeah, because we, everything is set up and they're ready to execute. Right. But then, oh no. The Malkin family shows up. The fiance and her parents hey, show up. Call first. Yeah, really. Call first. They, they, have to, they just barge in and like, oh my God, I'm so excited. You must be his parents. We're so excited to meet you. I've heard so much about you. No, lying. Con. That's when we realize she's a con woman. Everyone's conning everybody. They're made for each other. Everybody's conning everybody. Stop conning. So yeah, there's so a whole there's scene all, with there's them. There's all kinds of hijinks. Eventually, they all escape and they get the big hey, con. And not only that, there's a big surprise. She's pregnant. Oh no, that's no, a lie. No, no. That's that's me conning you, David, the guy who's housed Dana Carvey, the stereo house owner's guy. Yeah, the stereo house owner's guy. <laughs> the o- the David, son, the son, owner of stereo house, is coming home tonight. <sighs> Dana Carvey is in a world of trouble. <laughs> He phones in on the duck phone, right? He phones and there's in like, on the there's a confusing conversation. It's like, who the hell is this? Great. And he says something about his sister. And the guy on the line's like, hey, you leave her alone. I'm going to kick your ass. I don't know who the hell you are, but... Guys. I'm coming. I'm coming to my house. This is what we like to call the climax of the film. 
Yeah, this is it. Everything's come together into one. They, they got they got to pull the con to get all the money. They got a couple million dollars they're going to get out of this deal. That's going to that's gonna take care of their lives forever. They'll be able to run away, live a new life. They get to the airport, right? Everyone's there. They got the money. Everything's set up. You can't go through with it. can't do it. Got caught in a love con. Oh, he's still in Backfired. love. Backfired. He really is in love. He wants to marry this woman. He can't con himself anymore. So he goes back. He gives, he gives him he gives him money. He's like, hey, here's the truth. Yeah, he gives the money and the truth. I conned you. Here's all your money back. I want to give this to you because it's yours. Here's your baseball. You gave it to me because I was like a son to you. Your most prized possession. You're like my parents. And you're like my sister, but not in that way. What? Okay, f- scratch the sister thing. You're my fiance. You're my lady. You're my lady. <laughs> but there's no more cons now. It's all, it's all over. They're devastated. They Lies. are absolutely devastated. Sun's home. And the sun's home. Home gets home. There's an awkward little interchange in the driveway. Hey, man. You got the best family in the world. He's confused. He's going to be more confused with the stereos. <laughs> <laughs> and all his creamsicles have been eaten. Oh, I was saving that one for when I got home. <laughs> the alarm on his television is still set to uh, PB Playhouse, though. Because he's, he, he's like a, a guy who has has all those toys in his... Of course he has it set he's like to a, wake he's up. He's like a Michael Jackson wannabe. Oh, yeah. Chris Hansen, get on that. <laughs> Please, please. But so, so it's like, oh wow. At least, at least he was honest to himself, you know. Yeah. Did I know himself be true? I think, I think that's what the bard said. <laughs> the bard said. <laughs> so what happens next? What happens? How does this end up? Well, next we get, we get another little montage. Is there not enough, not enough romance in this there world? There isn't enough romance in the world <sighs> ever. And I love we see we see uh, we see the, we see the parents. We see Milt, Milt and Mona. Milt, Mona's looking through some photos. She comes off with some photos. Dana Carvey and she's like oh, I thought he was gonna I thought he was gonna be I thought he was gonna be my son-in-law I thought he was gonna, I thought he was gonna marry my daughter I thought he was gonna marry my spinster daughter <sighs> she looks wistful got Milt putting the money back in his safe finds the baseball Dana Carvey took the baseball back secretly oh that kid had something he shook things up around here. I, I got to get him back as my VP. You know that's what he's thinking. Because they're in oh. desperate times. No one's buying stuff from these folks. They only hold 13% of the market of whatever the hell they and the bathrooms that they sell. Seriously. And and then we see we, we see we see the lady. We see Annie. She's she's there, she's there being a candy striper. <laughs> Through that one guy blood. Pulling curtains back, hoping to find Dana Cardi there. Tearing up, getting emotional. Our boy Jacob sitting in the corner. Boy, I guess you're real glad to not have him around anymore. I sure am. Yeah, I wouldn't want him coming around, bringing you flowers, taking you on dates, making you laugh and smile. <laughs> Ouch, dog. Ouch. Damn you, Harold. <gasps> Who comes to the door? There he is. Danny Carvey. Danny's back. Back. Got a plant for her. There's a plant, honey. I, just, I got this for you. I don't want it. Get out of here. I don't want to see you again. Can I just talk to you? No. It's not going to happen. He, she's like pushing him out the door. Out into the street. He's walking out the road. He gets hit by a car. <gasps> oh, no. She was just, oh, my God. She's realized. She's realized she was conning herself. She has true love. You can't con that. She grabs him and she realizes. And they have a moment. A moment. True love. Without, 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 without cons. Of pure 
earnest human connection. Yeah. A felicity of feeling so great that it changes the world forever. And it's not demanding. It's not suffocating. It's not like, you know, strapping change to your legs and walking around with a metal ball. No, it's it's innocent Guys, and it's pure. Tina Turner. We take a lot of chances playing some foolish games. That's the only price that you got to pay. You got to keep believing hungry hearts run free. Everybody needs a good loving. It's anything you want it to be. Hey guys, that car, guess who's driving it? It's Lou and Max. We should have known when he brought in the plant that he was he was conning. He got her. You can't teach an old dog new and tricks. And she realizes that old it. dog will use those old tricks over and over again. He really, she realizes it, and they laugh, and they kiss. Song cue. Blue skies, man. It's over. Guys. It's, it's a happy ending. 1990, Americana. Greatest film. I do love that it doesn't really tell you what happened at the end. It's just like, we see a lot of stuff like it hints at, okay, yeah, he's going to come back to work for the dad. It hints at, yeah, these people are recon- reconciling their love. Right. They're going to get married. Um, Is the brother going to be cool with this? How about the guy that he impersonated? Hey, he sullied his good name. Fuck him. He's yeah. a douche. He's a big douche. He's a big douche. The brother is probably a pedophile. Let's be honest. <laughs> Let's be honest. Look at that house. Perfect for a child. He's, he's got he's got set for Pee Wee's Playhouse to come on the television every Saturday morning for some reason. He's got a pinball machine. It's a trap. Of wacky toys and adventurous things. Why does he have so many popsicles? Yeah, he is a pedophile. He is a pedophile. He's a straight Chris up Hansen, pedophile. Get in on this. Gross. Hey, can I actually sit down over here, sir? Yeah. Um, uh, what's it all about? You've been talking to kids on the internet. Internet? What are you talking about? Guys, here's another thing. Come like this. Couldn't happen now. No. In the age of cell phones and internet, you could never ha- have this happen. Because Jonathan Albertson, he'd be on Facebook. He'd be like, oh, this is the guy that's going to be watching my brother's place. They would try to, yeah, instantly they'd go on Facebook and try to friend this guy. Yeah. You know she would because she's romantically interested yeah. in him. They would have been friends for Wait a minute. This guy's picture's different. Wait a minute. This isn't the same guy. Cell phones. Hey, police. <laughs> the, fact, the fact that the brother could have called you know, a cell phone any time gotten hold of you know, Albertson. There couldn't have been this wacky miscommunication it can happen guys this is a story that can never happen now this is not going to happen in reality again ever because it did happen once of course it's all based on a true story what else should the people know about this movie man go see it do everything you can just find it go see it guys this is get the music go on IMDB and look it up and find these songs seriously guys I again we talk about a lot of movies that we watched as kids Dana Carvey I mean, who didn't love Dana Carvey? But I rented this probably twice a month. I love it. It's great, man. Thanks for sharing. Opportunity knocks, guys. Opportunity knocks. Hey, don't con yourself. You know where you're at? You're in the situation room. Got a situation for you. What is it? Alex, we're all aware of the Mayan calendar. Mm -hmm. We're all aware of 2012 and what that means to us. Yeah. It's significant. The Mayans prophesied it. Mm-hmm. Of course, there aren't a lot of Mayans around anymore. No. They disappeared, right? Yeah. You know what I think? What do you think? I think there's somebody that had maybe more powerful prophetic powers than the Mayans. Really? I think it was the Conquistadors. What? Conquistadors. Clearly. More prophetic than the Mayans. All right. Think about all the, the civilization they destroyed. They took care of <laughs> The civilization they just wiped out. Just yeah, they're superior. They've got to have they better knowledge. They must have had better prophecy. Yeah. So... What is this prophecy? The prophecy of the Conquistador hasn't been revealed. I think if you look into your heart of hearts, you know it. Nicolas Cage has come to you. 
because he needs to know what the ancient prophecy of the conquistadors is. You have to give it to him. What would you do? So wait a minute. Nicholas Cage is coming to me now for some reason? Yeah, that's what he does. He he, I'm up. assuming he needs money or something. Well, he wants to do know. a movie. Is he like producing Nicolas something? Cage is what he does. He he goes around and finds things out. He's probably wearing a wig, so be beware. Why is he coming to me? Because you got you, you're the one with the knowledge. You, insight. You know, right, insight don't. That he wants it's going to cost him money. Um, <laughs> what's the prophecy of the conquistador? All right. Um, I'm not sure how I came across this. Maybe I did look into my heart of hearts. Maybe I found two like golden tablets in the field somewhere and just like recited it to someone while my face was in a hat or something. I don't know how it works. Prophecy is a weird thing. What's the prophecy for the future? Does does it have to be apocalyptic or can it be something else? Well, it's the prophecy that changes everything. That changes everything. Yeah. All right. Uh, Because I mean, come on. Conquistador beats Mayan. So the prophecy has to be bigger and better. All right, guys. The world as we know it will end in 2075. What's going to happen? They're coming back. Who are they? They're coming back. Uh, the people who seeded our planet originally, who uh, gave us knowledges, who continue to give us knowledges, the shadow government will let you know that. I'm talking about the our, our twin planet that's directly opposite of us in orbit on the other side of the sun right now. Oh, the one we can never see. The one we can never see. We can. People have people have picked up its gravity. Oh, people can feel it in their heart of hearts. People can feel in their heart. They're they're there. They're going to come back and change choppers. everything. They're disturbingly more advanced than us guys. Oh my god. I don't I don't know if you're aware of this. Oh. I wasn't aware until I looked deep into my heart of hearts and like really, I thought I looked hard, guys. I looked real hard. I bet you could feel the Nostradamus effect pulling you. I had to like really explore those cockles. I'm a heart. Oh, bad. Dude, how did you get, how did you, did you take it out? What did you do? It's, 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 I just explored it, man. Did you go to a chiropractor to get it aligned afterwards? Um, not yet, though okay. I probably should get it. Should that, I gotta get some alignments. They're chakras. Yeah, so there, there's another planet, they call it Gaia, opposite of ours in orbit. You can never see it. Right. Um, there were some problems on Gaia a long time ago. Of course. There was an evil dictator. There was basically two or three factions going on, and they needed to escape. So we are the resistance. Atlantis. Basically, we're Atlantis. They sh- they shipped us over here, and now we're riding on Earth. Oh. They used to call it Gaia 2, but that's fallen out of favor. Right, of course. Uh, the Neanderthals were the original humans on this planet. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get, I don't want to blow your mind with, uh, the engineers or the architects, as they call them on Gaia. But anyway, that's besides the point. Right. In 2075 is when they'll wake up again. Because oh we put them in a slumber on Gaia. Of course. Um, Gaia's a paradise. It's awesome. Great. Cities with gold. They got mountains there. They got oceans. Snow um, skiing? The beach is there. Snow skiing is there. Deserts? They also have like a giant movie industry there. It's weird. Oh. Everyone there is like in When they wake up, they're going to come back. They're going to get their revenge on us. And that's what's going to happen. Now, the, I say the world's going to end as we know it. There's a chance we could change things. Oh. All right, guys. There's, there's hope. hope. There's hope for the future. And it's not like a real destruction. It's a metaphorical destruction. Metaphorical They're going to, like, enslave us, basically. Right. And we're going to serve them as our overlords. And, but there's a chance that if there's enough romance in this world at that time, right. we're going to turn that hate into love. Oh. And we're going to live in peace and prosperity forever. It will. The world as we know it will end. 
That only means that our society is going to change. Everything's going to be safe. They're going to solve global warming. So they're going to solve if, hunger and disease because their technology is way more advanced. Either that or they'll kill us all. Right. You got to make sure there's enough romance in the world. We got to make sure there's enough romance in this world, guys. We're going to do that. I don't know. We, I think we got to get, get Tina on the phone. We got to get Tina on the phone. She's got to do this. She's, we got to bring her back. Got to bring Tina back. I think the next thing we need to do is take care of Connecticut. Those fuckers are stopping romance. We all know that. Guys, I didn't want to say this. But Connecticut, some of the Guyans woke up early. They found a Connecticut. Those fuckers. Their ship landed. Their scout team. Those fucking fuckers. Connecticut. They're Guyans, man. That's what it is. Oh. Be on the lookout. 2075. Wow. 2075, guys. Check check your calendar. Not enough romance in this world, or we could just destroy Connecticut and be fine with it. We'll never have to know. Then we could build up an army, and then we could take out Gaia on our own. Wow, that's the Conquistador's prophecy. That's the Conquistador's prophecy. They didn't tell you that. I, you know, but I think if you look at the, re- the writings of Nostradamus, I think he clued on a little bit of that too. Yeah. Edgar Casey as well. And the Mayans stumbled across it. Like their whole end of the world scenario thing, they found the the artifacts right. from the Gaians, but they didn't know how to interpret it. They're, they're dumb. They're filthy, stupid Mayans. Yeah. And they, they didn't have the advanced technology. They didn't have rifles, so they right. couldn't. They right. couldn't decipher them. They didn't know math yeah. like we did. Well, I mean, they're 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 the crazy lost tribe of Israel, right? Yeah. So, well, kinda. Yeah, there they are. Yeah. I mean, that's Israel wasn't real. Oh, no, it's no, another guy in cra- plot. No, they're the crazy savage tribe of Israel. You know, the red ones. Joseph Smith told us all about it in his prophecies. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's so, 2012, wow. man. That's what I would tell Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage, Cage that's says, the, thank you. That's the story I would tell him, and we would become millionaires. We make tons of money off of it, right? And then we'd give that money to Willie Ames, and he'd invest it for us. Good plan. Good plan. I'm banking on it. Oh, that's that's why I come to you for advice, sir. Well, Brad, someone's come to you for advice. Oh my goodness! Situation, Brad. It is 2010. 2010 holiday season, right? One year from now. One year from now, Dove Chocolate, Martha Stewart's, those, those messages and the candy, rubbish. She's been locked up <laughs> for her crimes. <laughs> they, they did some investigation of that cookie cutter thing, and it turns out there's some stuff there. It's stuck. All right? <laughs> they found dead handless children in her basement, and Martha Stewart just crying in a corner. Yeah. There's a movie deal, something about like like a Martha movie where she kind of takes on a Freddy Krueger slash Jason kind of persona. Nice. So that's in the works for her. Right. But Dove Chocolate needs more messages. Oh, Now, messages. you're a podcaster. You're an award-winning playwright. True. They come to you and are like, hey, man, we need you to come up with some things to put in these Dove Chocolates. Oh, you need new you Dove can, messages. You can make up your own theme if you want, mm-hmm. or you can just put in fun facts. It's whatever you want. Fun facts. Wow. But we'd like it to kind of be holiday season-esque if you can. If you can't, fine. Oh, of course. Yeah. It's just Brad Couples Special Edition Dove Chocolates for the holiday season. Oh, everyone's going to want them. You have to come up at least with five things to go in these things. I come up with five. And you can come up with a theme if you want. Right. But you have to have five. Give me five messages. This is just like, we're just going to test these out with like right. a target audience and see how, it's, how yeah. it works. If it's going to work. Okay. So okay. just give us five. We'll get back to you on what happens. Okay. So give us those five. So, Brad. So, Brad. What would you do? Well, I mean, we take a lot of chances playing some foolish games, but... <laughs> That's the only price you gotta pay. We gotta keep believing hungry hearts run free, right? We've gotta believe that. I mean, everybody needs good love and it's anything you want it to be. So I think my goal <laughs> My goal is to incorporate all the the romance that's needed in the world 
into these chocolates. I want to find a way to ignite passions. Brad Couples presents to you There's Not Enough Romance in This World that's, that's, Dove Chocolate Collection. Well, that's where I'm working from. That's, that's where my passion for this project comes from. All right. <laughs> Opportunity Knox. That's what one of them <laughs> says. <laughs> it's just movie titles. <laughs> what is it? Come on. All right. Here's a tip. <laughs> Jingle all the way. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, bust- <laughs> I'm invading your situation space. I'm just- Jingle all the way. Jingle all the way. Opportunity Knox. Go see him. That's only two, sir. Meteor Man, Jim Cotta. <laughs> you open a piece of candy and inside it says, Jim Cotta, question mark, Meteor Man, question mark. And don't be a dummy. <laughs> don't be a dummy. Kids' hands are not cookie cutters. <laughs> you hear me, Martha? <laughs> uh, check your scorecards. <laughs> check your scorecards. I, one of them will be check your scorecards. Check your scorecard. Because that's important. People got to check the scorecards. Guys, if you don't have your scorecard, it's on the website. Print it out. It's a PDF. It's completely available. Get it. So there's one. <laughs> Two. Look, it's the holiday season. We all got to decorate. We got to make some We gotta make some crafts at home. Uh-huh. You know, sometimes it's hard to, you know, to find things. You know, you, how can you make something simple a craft? All right? So what do we got sitting around at home? We got some old pumpkins. All right? <laughs> Alright, so what I suggest you do is go find that old pumpkin in the corner, take out the seeds, and make a Santa Claus face out of the, out of the seeds. <laughs> what? Out of your old rotting pumpkin. I love this is advocating recycling. Right. And you get to use those seeds that have been sitting in the corner forever, right? Yeah. Sure. You can use those. They've been sitting, I mean, Halloween has come and gone, your pumpkin's still sitting in the corner. So the sentence would say something like, um, recycle, reduce, reuse, turn that old holiday pumpkin into a Santa Claus mosaic a santa claus pumpkin seed mosaic it could say that or it could say hey you crazy hoarder get the seeds out of that pumpkin in the corner make a festive santa claus face Ta-da! <laughs> will you ta-da's at the bottom Ta-da! there's a dash ta-da ta-da there you go all right yeah another one hey cookie cord cutters hey cookie cutters out of style forget that nobody's using them what I want you to do is take your dad's empty beer cans that are all crunched up, cut off the top of them, and there's that sharp part. Don't touch it. Make your own cookie cutter. <laughs> it can be abstract star shapes. Yeah. They're amoebas. <laughs> get kids interested in science. We, that's where we came from. And get cookies. Reason yeah. for the season, guys. Reason for the season. Reason Evolution. The season. And you get to clear away dad's clutter. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. You got two more to go so excited you have no idea what the hell you're gonna do i love the way you just did that like totally buying time just like i'm excited fuck what the hell do i say i have nothing what am i gonna say cutters and the punching shit yeah (laughs) you can make a i could just go get the bag of candy we could just eat all of them now and just look and see what they say here's one all right hey you know that awkward porcelain figurine your aunt gave you it may be ugly now but it's useful as a weapon when con artists break into your house to steal your television. <laughs> Making people aware of the con artist problem. And taking an unwanted gift and turning it into a weapon. A positive. About. But you know, you get those figurines. Did you ever get a figurine? Never. Got- well, my sister gave me like a wizard figurine when I was like really young. It was pretty cool. My aunt gave me a porcelain figurine of like a 17th century fancy lad picking apples. <laughs> 
painted in pastel. That may be the best Christmas present ever. <laughs> I was 13. I love you calling a fancy lens. It was a fancy lens. A flaneur, lad. if you will, just going a around, lad. a man about town, picking apples. It was like a boy wearing... Ooh, apples! He was wearing, like, old-timey britches and, like, a, a blousy shirt painted in, like, purple and yellow pastels. Well, that's what you're into, right? And it was all glossy, and he was picking apples off a tree in a very, very weird pose. Was it sexually alluring? It was weird. It was sexually alluring. We can, we can, we can glean that from what you just said. Make it a weapon. Weird. Make it a weapon. Use it to fight off your alcoholic pops. Because <laughs> he's going to want them cookies. He's coming for them. He's like, what'd you do with my cans? Where are my cans? Are those mom, cookies? And when, your mom, and when your mom finds out what you did with her pumpkin, she's going to be pissed off. You need this weapon, kids. I'm not telling you who to use it on, but sh- check yourself. One more, Brad. One more holiday season uh, tidbit of information. There was no baby Jesus. <laughs> Deal with it. Fact. <laughs> Fact. Baby Jesus wasn't real. No such thing. Deal with it. People got to know. <laughs> then they're going to get that realization through their dove chocolates. Exactly. I'm going to get some chocolate. Yay. We're going to change the world. I'm, 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 what's it say? Fact. Baby Jesus wasn't real. Think about it, guys. We're gonna children will be more rational because they're not gonna believe in ridiculous pseudoscience about baby Jesus. <laughs> it I'm, should I'm say, say there that. is no reason for the season. Baby Jesus was a lie. Fact. Nice. Check your facts. <laughs> Kids are gonna have no more superstitions. And they're gonna do research. They're, they're gonna, gonna be educated. Then their their abusive parents, they're gonna learn to stand up to them. Because their mother mother's a hoarder, the father's an alcoholic, they're gonna be able to stand up, they got a weapon. And they're gonna make the best of those situations. By using their parents' defects to make the world better. I mean, I hope that this goes over well with the people who love chocolate. I hope the people who buy Dove chocolate are going to be like, this is awesome. Because the Martha thing kind of botched last year. Martha fucked it up. I'm going to save America You're gonna Dove Christmas. You're going to teach kids to fight with their brave hearts. Happy Winter Solstice, America. Happy Winter Solstice. Nice. That's it. Thanks for listening to another episode of Ram Jack. Guys, it was good times. Episode 20, man. 20. Woo. <laughs> Ram Jack, as always, is brought to you by West Bend's Poppy 2 Popcorn Maker. You can use those that popcorn to make garland for a Christmas tree because you're decorating a Christmas tree now. You gotta I mean, popcorn. Halloween's Come done. On. Come on. Get on with it, guys. It's, it's a new season. Do it. Do it. Heads up. Next week is our Thanksgiving episode. We'll be Thanks talking about pilgrims and shit. <laughs> is Thanksgiving next week? No. I was going to say, damn. Next week's our Thanksgiving episode. We'll also be recording an episode on Thanksgiving, but that will be geared towards Christmas because we got to have the holiday <laughs> creep. Oh, okay, yeah. Christmas holiday creep, creep, guys. Christmas creep, all right? We will be talking about Christmas on Thanksgiving. Fuck Thanksgiving. It's over on the day it began. What if Christmas really takes over the whole year? Like, what if what if Halloween becomes Christmas where everything takes on like a like an hour before Christmas look? Like, everything has to have a Christmas roll? Like, you have like this the slutty, like, uh, policeman outfit or this like you know when those chicks dress up like is that right. stuff or like whatever else anything that's slutty they have like a piece of holly in their hair huh. uh, <laughs> everything's like evil elves slutty reindeers guys slutty reindeers and the reindeer games furries pretty much yeah Christmas takes over everything Christmas Valentine's Day mm. weird it is weird cool Cupid Cupid becomes an elf Santa Claus he's taking everything Fucker. He's taking over. But then Jesus will be over everything. What happens when Christmas takes over Easter? 
Santa Claus is a monopoly. <laughs> the, government needs to take, br- the government needs to break up Santa Claus. Think about this. How can Christmas take over Easter? I mean, it's inevitable. It's a Christmas creep. Well, I mean, we'll just start eating rabbit. We'll, That'll we'll be part of the Christmas dinner. Will we only celebrate? Um, will we only celebrate baby Jesus then? Because Easter's whole thing is about Jesus sacrificing himself on the cross. Basically, well, I mean, Easter is about like the changing of the seasons, really, and I mean, it has its roots in there. But but Christians have changed it into that. Guys, we're we're gonna get rid of all that. Jesus is the stuff. Easter Bunny really an elf? Is everything gonna default to an elf? <laughs> everything becomes an elf. Every, Baby every, Jesus is an elf, and uh, adult Jesus is the adult elf that had to sacrifice himself to save Christmas. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he had to save Christmas. He sacrificed himself so that all girls and boys could get toys because they've all been naughty. <laughs> nice. There you go. Christmas is taking over. Christmas creep. <laughs> can Christmas can Christmas come back around and kill and eat itself? Can it creep up on itself? It's the gift that keeps on giving. It is. Christmas, guys. Check yourself. Dude, I, I, I cannot wait for Christmas to creep up on everything. It'll be a awesome. Christmas celebration. Oh, it's Christmas break. Oh, can we get on the sun? <laughs> President's Day. Abraham Lincoln was in hell. He said, Everything. Arbor Day, we just plant pine trees. It's done. Christmas oh, trees. Blue That's spruces. All That's all we got. That's all we need. I cannot wait. This is going to be so much fun. Guys, awesome. get your Christmas creep on. Go out now and just do Christmas. Spring break Christmas. <laughs> Everyone goes to like Canada or the North Pole. <laughs> Show me your mistletoe. Yeah. Mistletoe will be everywhere. That'll be a plus, oh, man. Yes. I wonder if at all the uh, pickup joints, if they're just putting mistletoe up. Oh, they have to. All the time. Come on. Get with it. There, should be, there should be a Christmas themed restaurant, dude. Oh, I mean, I, we're kind of blowing up our spot on Christmas, but I mean, it's, it's Christmas season now. It's Christmas creep, guys. Christmas creep. What if there was Christmas in restaurants like all year round? You just wow. go in, everyone's dressed like elves. I keep coming back to elves because I guess that's the only thing that are reindeer. Right. Mrs. Claus. Wow. And you're just eating Christmas food. Do Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus have any kids? No. Mm, we need Santa a, Claus we, is impotent. <laughs> I was going to say we should add them to the Christmas mythology because if it's a Christmas creep, anything's up for grabs. No, he's impotent. That's sad. Yeah, no, that's that's, well, that's what happened when you run in with the mob. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> so and there was sixty thousand dollars in that sleigh, you idiot. True that. And you gave it to kids and their Christmas stockings. I, nope, I, over the bridge. But I just wanted to make them happy because I can never have my own kids. Oh, oh, it's a sore spot oh. in my marriage. Oh, 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 my wife loves children so much. Wow, Christmas is going to hold dark. Subcurrent story. Oh my goodness, that's what it's all about, guys. Christmas is the best season ever, and it'll be all year. Look out for that. Another thing that will happen: a lot of eggnog, a lot of eggnog with rum in it, a lot of drinking. Hey, guess who else likes to drink? Who? Larry King. Larry King. Uh, I'm a a student of print journalism, and I just wanted to know, uh, what advice do you have for uh, uh, young people coming up into the field? Like, a lot of uh, professors are telling us how hard it is to get into the field at first. I'd just like to know, since you're in the field, do you have any advice on that? For instance, experience, is that important? Uh Uh-huh. Sure. Is Is that probably the most important uh, well, it's way up there. It's way up there. Anything? Anything else? Anything? You can do? Pressure under fire. Mm-hmm. Done this before. I don't want it to be his first uh, surgery. Okay. Applied himself well. 
These are the things I'd have confidence in, a young MD. Okay. I'm talking about journalism field. I'm lost. What do you mean? The journalism. Like, I'm a student of journalism at a college, and I was just wondering the most important aspect of getting into journalism, not the medical field. I think you're exhausted from 30 nights. I am exhausted from 30 nights. No, no person, even those of us who are superhuman, those of us with uh, Herculean appetites for the diverse and the bizarre, even those of us who uh, have shown an aptitude to uh, to uh, uh, fight the good fight and stay the good long battle, even those of us can get tired. And your boy is tired after 30 consecutive nights. I have a half hour to go, and I'm going to do that half hour because I'm a pro. That's what pros do. I'm a professional. Look it up in the book. Okay. That's what we do. We're pros. We're never rude. We don't comp out. We don't tell you that we're ill or that we're looking for the farmhouse in the middle of the desert or that we're parched. We don't tell you that maybe the check didn't come through this month and where the hell does it go anyway if you're a guy who's left 16 forwarding addresses. Okay. So what do you do? What is the answer? Yeah, you're a little perturbed now. Kind of worried about the club. The club. Uh, don't worry about the club. Worry about maybe Jackie might worry. <laughs> nah, don't worry. Okay, just cool it. Life is a breeze. Of course, some breezes, as you know, are 110 miles an hour and get promoted up the hurricanes. I just thought I'd pass that along. We're, speaking of pass it along, we're going to pass along now to the newsroom, the mutual newsroom, high atop the overlooking downtown, beautiful downtown studios of Washington, Virginia, Washington, D.C. The mutual newsroom will get us up to date on the news headlines, and we'll come back with a little more open phone. America will have our salute to my man, Duke Zebert by taking him to one of his favorite places, one of mine, too, the town of Cooperstown, New York. This is the Larry King Show in Washington, and we'll be right back. Brad, you brought this to to my attention. I didn't know that. This is 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 pretty awesome. The service this week, you know, of Larry King. Getting a little call from a caller and possibly being a bit drunk. Maybe he was the Christmas creep. I love that the Christmas creep is now a thing. Like, maybe it was the Christmas creep. Got to him. A person. It's a person. The Christmas creep is take on it. It's, it's now has like its own. I was own. thinking it was weighing him down psychologically, but that, that'll work too. No, it's his own entity. It's like hey, death or father time. Drinking drink. It's a Christmas creep. Ooh, what would the Christmas creep be? What's its mascot? Oh. Like, what's what's its emblem? Oh, the Christmas creep. It can't be a snowman or like oh. a reindeer or an elf. We need something new. Maybe Jack oh. Frost. I think, oh, it's like the abominable snowman. Ooh. I'm the Christmas creep. <laughs> In my mind, it, it was like a bird with long legs, like like it was an ostrich. It's a Skeksis. It's a, no, it's not a Skeksis. It's a Skeksis. No, it's not. You stop that right now. It's an ostrich. All right, fine. Or gir- like it a giraffe. It's got to be a cool, fun animal. It's just like, hi, guys, I'm the Christmas creep. That way it's weird and creepy. I don't know. Maybe we should table that. Maybe we should, you know, get some hey guys, feedback on that. If if you have an idea of what the Christmas creep should be, um, let us know. Yeah, I mean, we're going to ride this wave. I mean, it's going to happen. Right. So we need, to get a, we need to get a head start. We need to start making Christmas creep memorabilia. Right. So if you have some suggestions for what the Christmas creep should be, you can email us at ramjackpodcast at gmail.com. You can also visit our website, curiositybounds.com forward slash ramjack. 
And again, you have to sing it for that to work. Right. Um, you can also get his spotlight on Twitter at Ramjack Podcast. Yeah, just look up Ramjack Podcast. Also look us on Facebook, iTunes, leave us a review. Just do it. Um, the phone number, because you can call us and leave us a voicemail, is 206-339-5894. Get back at us. And guys, again, serious. I'm serious about this now. You've got older relatives that want to get hip with what's going on in the world. They want to know what's happening. Um, take this show, record it onto 12 cassette tapes, and uh, give it to them. And then if they want to get in touch, they can mail us at P.O. Box 721-841, Newport, Kentucky, 41072-1841. Tell your friends about the show. Send us a postcard. Hey, next time you're in a coffee shop, roll up in there and say, like, hey, guys, if you can tell me what the best podcast is, I'll buy everyone to drink here. Do it. Just do it. Just do it. Buy some drinks. Give people love. talking about the show. Share the Christmas spirit. They're going to be like, oh, well, obviously it's, you know, and they'll name some lame podcast. Be like, no, it's Ramjack. Deal with it. Christmas creep. Look out. They were the first one to break that story ish. Give them a knowledge bomb. <laughs> you need to bombard the countryside with knowledge bombs. You got to. People need to know. I have to know. Hey guys, hey, hey. We've forgotten about all the other offers that we've made you in the past. If you want to draw a picture of your fears, we'll still accept that. Maybe that's the new Christmas creep. <laughs> I want to see some pictures of fears, guys. You better get on that. Guys, be careful. No one has sent us a drawing of their fears. Not yet. We need those. And it could happen. We need to know. We need to know what you fear. We won't use it against you. We'll protect you from it. We'll try. Um, yeah, Brad. Awesome episode. Thanks for joining us in the Ramjack Studios. Good times. All right, guys, remember to beware of that Christmas Jamona. Hi, what a cute boy. Interested in my body, aren't you? Not interested. Oh, you're into that. I like girls, but now it's about justice. <laughs>